0: Talk Live. It is your show. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line for you, that's 1-800-259-9231. As we roll into hour number one of the program, it is Ian here with you. And Mark. All right, so you can join us online as well at freetalklive.com. All of the features on our website are completely free, so do enjoy those on us. That again, freetalklive.com. So, Mark, as the state continues to grow and uh, make itself more powerful and more intrusive in our lives and more totalitarian in, in its nature, inevitably, the state will find it in its interest, as a powerful totalitarian state, to crush dissenters. Mm-hmm. And you've got an interesting example of how this has already begun.
1: Yep. Uh, this story was given to me by uh, Mark, our board up, and um, it's scary. Uh, Apparently, it was a news release from the Illinois State Rifle Association, I I guess the state chapter of the NRA or something like that. The ISRA is expressing great concern over reports that the Illinois State Police detectives have been visiting the homes of people who phoned or faxed Senator Dan Katowski, uh, that's a Democrat, Park Ridge, to express opposition to gun control legislation sponsored
0: by that senator. Now, that's something that normally when there's an issue that's, at the forefront. Right. That the activist groups will say, okay, here here, you can look at our database, get the number for your senator. We do this here in New Hampshire mm-hmm. a lot. Uh, you call your representative or you call your senator and you let them know how you feel about a particular issue in the hopes that they will vote in uh, in the way that you would like them to
1: vote. You know, uh, this is sort of what I was told in civics class you're supposed to do when you're in opposed to something that they're doing. Um, or you want to see something done in the government. You're supposed to contact your senator and – uh This just goes to show what they think about you contacting them. Um, The ISRA has recently conducted a thorough investigation into one complaint and is gathering additional information on as many as several dozen other reported incidents of police questioning citizens who have spoken out against gun control legislation. In the case um, investigated... Several dozen? Several dozen. That's what it claims. In the case investigated thus far, the respondent reports that the ISB, the uh, Illinois State Police, detectives arrived at his home unannounced and informed him that their visit was in response to faxes he sent to Senator Katowski. The detectives then went... um, went Now, wait a minute. The the faxes were death threats, right? (laughs) No. The the Hmm. detectives uh, went on to ask the citizen questions about his mental health and other personal matters. Although the citizen was not arrested, Hmm. he reports... because if it was a death threat, they would have arrested him. And um, I would suspect that the uh, Illinois State uh, Rifle Association would probably not have gotten behind this guy. Although the citizen was not arrested, he reports that he feels that the detectives were there to deliver a message. That is, it's not a good idea to criticize Dan Katowski or the gun control measures Katowski supports. The First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution guarantees the right of citizens to petition the government for redress of grievances, says ISRA Executive Director Richard Pearsons, who I believe is a uh, mayor in um, Illinois someplace.
0: Well, you know, Mark, even though the First Amendment does guarantee the right to petition and the uh, the right to free speech, especially when it comes to public matters in public places, it doesn't guarantee you the right not to be investigated by the cops, does it? I guess it doesn't. Aha. Uh-huh. So um, uh,
1: Richard Pearson says, of course, that ma- um, in uh, the manner in which citizens expre- uh, exercise that right must not include any threats of harm against elected officials. When we first have heard about the ISP visits to homes of people who had sent faxes to uh, Senator Kotowski, we were concerned that some folks may have acted inappropriately, considered uh, Mr. Pearson. Valid concern. Some people get pretty upset about these now, issues. Like I said, Pearson's a mayor, so you know he's going to be uh, definitely falling on the side of uh, elected officials when it comes to threats. However, upon inspection of the facts in question, we absolutely um, we saw absolutely no reason for the ISP to visit citizens' homes other than to possibly put a damper on the citizen's desire to participate in the legislative process mm-hmm. at this time, we are Scare asking, them. yeah, asking Senator Kostowski to produce any evidence he may have which illustrates threatening behavior on the part of citizens who have received isp visits that 's the uh, Illinois State Police. Said Pearsons, if Senator Kotowski cannot produce any such evidence, then we will be asking Attorney General um, Madigan to conduct an investigation into the apparent use of the Illinois state police to suppress the First Amendment rights of persons who express opposition to gun control legislation. The ISRA is the state's leading advocate. Illinois, by the way, is a very anti-gun state. Um, Certainly, uh, Chicago is a very anti-gun place. The whole state, very anti-gun, very restrictive. It's not a good thing. Lawful and um, responsible use of uh, firearm ownership since 1903. The ISRA has represented the interests of 1.5 million law-abiding Illinois firearm owners. That is a little uh, plug-in for the uh, Illinois State Rifle Association mm-hmm. there. Scary. Scary. That, uh, for one, that uh, the senator would want to send out, uh, you know, Illinois State Police to sort of act as his thugs. Scarier that the Illinois State Police would do it. Well, they're just following orders, Mark. I know that th- they should really look. Haven't these people ever written their senators or Congress critters? Haven't they? Probably not. I, I, apparently not. Apparently, they don't care about that their right. jobs
0: to enforce the
1: law, not to try and change it. It's not the law. You're violating the law. Well, uh, we this. are the law. No, whatever we do is the law. No, it's not. I've got a badge. Laws are written down. You, you see this badge? It's I don't give a damn about a badge. Shiny and gold. Why don't you show me the law? That's the another thing. I'll show you my cops, gun. How about that? That's what cops don't do. They don't bother to produce laws. They consider themselves to be law enforcement. You should know what
0: the laws are, Mark. It's your responsibility. Why don't you show me if you're here to enforce it? I
2: don't have the law
0: books. I just have this gun and badge. Right. Now, son, come on. Well, you like this gun? I'm gonna show you
1: again. You know the. Uh, if if they're out there to enforce laws there should be so few laws that it's easy for them to find them to show which ones they're going to enforce mm. good easy laws that people could understand
0: oh but it's so much easier to just make them up on the spot like you know like disorderly conduct or some other garbage you know the the, the uh, garbage filler laws or the, the uh, offenses that they yep. just love throwing just at people peace. And I don't know, I hope that our uh, one of our listeners will call in tonight. We'll get very lucky if he does, because he's got a hell of a story. Uh, talk about bad cops. One of our listeners was apparently attacked by the police recently, mm. and it's a, a very sad and sick story, and, and I've invited him to call in to tell it personally. There's a very long version of it on our bulletin board system, which I'll read if I must, um, because it's that good and that disturbing, and people really need to hear this story. So hopefully he'll call in tonight. I know he said he would. one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. 259 9231 So the police in Illinois are going around to people's homes unannounced and asking a bunch of questions about people's mental health status because they took the time to bother to write their senator. Well, they're just there flexing their muscles. Right, they don't want the senator apparently does not want to be bothered by his constituents. Apparently not. And this is this is a typical attitude that you see from a lot of these government politicians: is that you know, oh, they want to hear what you have to say before they get elected, but as soon as they get elected, then they could care less uh, what your opinion is. And you're you're lucky if you can even get to talk to them because usually you're screened by their their aides or secretaries or the people answering the phones. I, and-
1: I've uh, you know certainly sent lots of emails to and uh, called plenty of legislators' offices, I don't think I've ever spoken to one of them. Yeah. Well, well, except in New Hampshire. Right. State legislators uh, in New Hampshire, I have. Uh,
0: so, and I don't um, think I've ever spoken to an aide in uh, New Hampshire. I really am. I'm curious about some of the more of the detail on what it was like when the cops approached this guy. And it wasn't just this guy. It was dozens of people mm-hmm. that had been approached and questioned by the police in their own homes what would happen if, you know, the cops come up? And this is a fishing expedition for them. They mm-hmm. want to find something to arrest you on. That's what they're looking for. Well, it's going to co- scare you, too. Right. Well, that's true. But but when the cops come around, they are looking for things to arrest you for. Sure. Um, if you don't scare easily, they're going to um, have to throw the fear of God in you somehow. What do you think the the police's response would be? I mean, considering we just read a story the other night about a cop that was peering through somebody's window for six minutes because it was a noise complaint. And then he entered the home without even knocking and surprised the couple, mm-hmm. who happened to be naked at the time.
1: Well, uh,
0: he was watching them have a sex through the window. He like a wa- weird yes, he was pervert. watching them make love. Um, and Married couple. So considering all of these stories and how the cops tend to behave, which is they are out of line mm-hmm. and will do whatever oh, they want to, to do. You forgot to mention that they killed the dog. They did kill the dog. Um. What would have happened if this guy was in the middle of being questioned by the police and then decided, you know what, I've had enough of your questions. Have a good day, officers, yeah. and close the door. See you later. Get off my property. Yeah. What would they have done in that case? I just, I'm curious. I, I can't even begin to speculate. I mean, would they, they would have, have escalated? Have, would they, would episode, they have? That's all they know how to do. Right. But they weren't there to arrest the man. They but were. Just they were there, there
1: to, to show their authority. And that guy, by doing what you would say there, would be question, You know, would be uh, kicking their authority into the dirt. Yeah. saying that their authority meant nothing. My God, they were liable to go to the car, get the shotgun, and blow the door
0: off well, the hinges. Yeah, it feels that way. But I mean, the, the way it's supposed to be is that when an, uh, a law enforcement officer approaches you and asks questions, you do not have to answer them. So you can close the door and say goodbye. So I just wonder what they would do. 800-259-9231. Either way, very scary stuff. This is Free Talk Live. Talk Live It's your show, and you can bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. That's one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features there are completely free, including live streams, broadband version of the show, as well as a dial-up version as well. Right there, front page. Uh, well, you can link to it from the front page of the website at freetalklive.com. Top quiz. What do Washington politics and libertarianism have in common? Answer, very little. But the Prometheus Institute, readpi.com, is looking to change that by implementing practical and innovative solutions to today's most pressing policy issues. Visit readpi.com today. That's com. as we go to the phones and to the fun. It is Josh in New Jersey. You're on Free Talk Live, Josh. Hey, what's up, guys? What's on your mind?
3: Hey, um, yeah, I want to talk about... I like that topic you were talking about earlier with uh corruption within the police.
0: Mm-hmm. But um
3: I just I hate to change the subject. You're welcome to. You
0: talk about whatever, oh, okay. whatever you all want. Right. Man, well,
3: uh, I want to talk about movies coming out like in the past couple of years. Oh, sure. Sure. There've been no I I've noticed that there've been no original movies that are really good. They're they're all sequels. Hmm. Like it seems that it seems that the entire uh Seems the entire uh, movie agency has been uh, victim to sequelitis. as, as I Well, like to call it. sequels well, have
0: always been popular. Showgirls
1: um, was out recently. Showgirls, what's it was called? Showgirls. Well,
3: I'm, t- I'm talking about recently. I know. I know. Back in like the 90s. No, no, stuff,
1: no, no. But, uh, I'm talking like, about. Uh, well, uh, maybe I got the, the name wrong. The, uh, the, um, I'm oh, sorry. Dreamgirls. Oh,
3: uh,
0: I don't know oh, what okay. that is. Yeah. All
1: right. Okay. <laughs> it's a, It was an excellent film. It may not. It didn't have <laughs> any uh, yeah. automatic weapons in it. You said
0: you liked 300, right? That was 300. Yeah, that was a sequel. I liked that,
3: but. Sorry. Um
1: there have been a lot of uh, sequels out to big movies yeah. but Hollywood found for Vendetta that, that if you, was great. They yeah, created a, a br- they've created a brand behind uh, say the pirates, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean yeah. or whatever. Why let saying, that like, brand die?
3: I know I know they have had originals like a couple years like 5 years ago, not even 5 years ago but like recently. And this is what I'm talking about. A movie series from the 80s, Back to the Future.
2: Great, great
0: they're making, movies. They're making
3: new movies of Back to the Future. Get Michael out of J. here. Fox Are they really? signed a contract.
1: Man. Who did Michael J. Fox. What? Wow. No, that's a joke. What? Michael J. Fox? Yeah. He can't act?
3: That's, why I, that's what I said. I hear you.
0: What? <laughs> Get him out of Wait here. Wait a minute. Is that true? <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, it is true. I'm on IMDb right now. I've, I'm I,
0: have no, I have no reason to down Michael him. Michael J. Maybe?
3: Fox has
0: uh, uh, Parkinson's. Well, bet, but, but he takes drugs, right? And it helps him, doesn't uh, it?
3: They, he, I think he's going to rehab right now and just so he can come back for this movie. Trust me. Go on, go on IMDb. Search Michael J. Fox.
0: I, I will take a look at it, because I like the Back to the Future series, and I don't have any problem with I love sequ- a good DeLorean. I don't have any problem with sequels, um, as long as they're good, and most of them aren't.
3: Yeah, but don't you think about 15 years or later, Michael Michael J. Fox is like, has Parkinson's.
0: Yes, he Parkinson's does. now. Thanks for the call, Josh. We what? appreciate hearing from you. Eight hundred two five 259
1: What is com? That no, doesn't come up with anything.
0: No, 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 no. IMDB, like Internet Movie Database. I see. IMDB dot com. Great he's, he's site. He's pulling by your way. leg. I don't know. He could. There's all kinds of uh, sequels that are that'll come out uh, years after, and mm-hmm. you don't expect. Why don't you go look it up and you tell me if he's uh, if he's telling the truth or not? But nonetheless, he does bring up an interesting point, and that is that Hollywood does seem to have an obsession with sequels. But the reason why is because they're money makers. You put out one movie, it makes a profit, and if it makes a good enough profit, they're going to put out another one. Uh, that's just how the business works. Some of them are awful. I just watched the uh, the Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man the second Spider-Man, and that was terrible. The first one was pretty entertaining. I thought the first one was pretty good. Yeah, I, I enjoyed the first one, and I'm not a, a Marvel Comics fan, but I enjoyed the hell out of the first one. The second one was awful. The dialogue was really bad, and uh, it just wasn't as near the, uh, the product that the first one was. And I don't know, the, the third one got, and it was funny, too, because the second one got really great reviews, in fact, even better reviews than the first one. But the uh, the third one uh, has gotten worse reviews than the second one. So you can't go by the reviewers. You can never go by what the reviewers say. Sometimes they they agree with you. Sometimes they don't. So you got. I'm I'm wondering now. Should I bother seeing the third one? Because the reviewers didn't like it as much. But then again, they liked the second one more than the first one, which I thought was awful. I th- and everybody um talked a bunch of crap about the. Uh...
1: To make uh, the the second and third Matrix, matrices. they really did talk a lot of crap, and I felt like they were fine movies. I enjoyed the hell out of uh, you know, I mean them both. It was the the first one was a great movie, but it left a lot of directions that um, they could have gone with the yeah. storyline, and so they had to go a direction with the storyline, otherwise they wouldn't have had movies. Right, I think and some people
0: expect sequels to be like remakes of the original. I think some people were disappointed in the second Matrix movie because it wasn't enough like. The original, it wasn't as awe-inspiring in that you know you didn't just discover the Matrix for the right. first time all over again. Well, how could you? They'd already done that in the first one. I thought right. it was I thought it was a natural uh, follow-up to the first movie. They and I'm sure that, a lot of people the, disagree. But at the end of um, you know the first Matrix, that
1: uh, you know Neo is the Messiah, and so by putting him on the screen and having him do whatever, then well you know they limit they limit his messianess by just telling the story, um, you know, in movie form. And I think a lot of people were disappointed by that.
0: Yeah, there were a lot of reasons why people were disappointed. I think a number of people didn't like the extended dance sequence in uh, in the second movie. Do you recall sure that? The there's season. a uh, there's a sequence where all of the, the people in Zion are basically having this big party uh-huh. before the final attack It was happens. like a strange orgy thing going on. Yeah, like a dance orgy. Yes. wasn't. I don't think people were actually having sex there, but at least they didn't show that. Um, but I thought that that wasn't a bad I thought it, that scene while it may have run a little long didn 't ruin the whole movie, and at the same time, I thought it was also important because it was sort of this visceral, very human thing that the the last real humans were doing before the final attack of the the machines basically I, I thought that that was you know their last bash, and I thought it made perfect sense in the the line of the plot. And I don't know if we're uh, marginalizing ourselves here, Mark, talking about these films. I think a lot of Americans, a lot of our audience have seen them. Mm-hmm. I don't want to you know, shut and people out. And a lot of out. people,
1: believe me, disagree with us that uh, Ma-
0: The Matrix uh, 2 and 3 were good movies. I, yeah, I, I thought the third one wasn't as good as the second, and obviously neither of them were as good as the first, but I was entertained as hell by both of them. I was. Um, and, and I like the fact that I didn't have to pay for them.
1: Who? Remember, I got a send. remember, I got a sin for free. Yeah,
0: that's right. That was smooth, man. That was smooth. Um, <laughs> hey, I got a radio show. You want me to talk about it or not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that always works good. Um, and let's see, what was the one I saw? Let's see, I saw Spider Man two recently. I think that Back to the Future stuff is crap. That he was, so he's making about. that up. Yeah. Huh? I and And Prankful. Hollywood's always been cranking out sequels. I think he was just he was pulling our leg, but I think that to say that Hollywood's doing more sequels now than in the past i I don't think that's accurate.
1: I don't know. um, you know, they did the Beverly Hillbillies and I, I think the Brady Bunch one point. I don't know. it's
0: it doesn't interest me. I don't go to that many. You know, another movie that uh, so many people hated that I found entertaining was Alien vs Predator. People yeah, that. hated that movie; they hated it and uh i as a as a huge fan of both of uh, the series, the Aliens and the Predator movies, I enjoyed the hell out of it well, i didn't expect it to have real great character development or anything like that it's a It's a title with the verses in it. You mm-hmm. know what you're going to get when you go see a movie like that fighting and action and blowing things up right they're just supposed to uh take the
1: care you know the, the the characters the the franchise whatever they are yeah. and, and fight them against each other right you like know freddie versus jason right it's just supposed to, it's supposed to be silly and uh, yeah. it's, it's like when uh, seven-year-olds get on the playground and say well if hulk battled superman i think yeah. superman would have won i mean you know it's 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 a silly, juvenile concept. And there's a lot
0: of that sort of fanboyism um, that goes on. People saying, oh, this movie ruined everything for me. It ruined my childhood. You know, things like that. Oh, please, get over it. I thought there were a lot of nice touches to that film, a lot of homages to uh, the prior films, and I thought it was pretty well done, considering what it was. Anyway, 800 9231 And e- even though a lot of people trashed on it, apparently it made enough money, because now they're making Alien vs. Predator Part 2. More on the way. This is your show. You can bring up anything. Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line for you, one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. 259 9231 You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, totally free. And that again, freetalklive.com. You can also join us uh, again... Uh, wait, did I even... I'm totally lost right now. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, I don't know why I'm so lost. Maybe it's because I was reading some reviews of the new Transformers movie during the break, because uh, people are getting pretty excited about that. Now, that's sort of live-action-ish, right? Yes. I saw some... <laughs> Yes, it is,
1: Mark. Well, I saw some uh, previews that I, but I wasn't sure that it was for the Transformer movie, and it looked
0: like live it. action with CGI robots, obviously, right. That are very big and they transform and stuff, and I like that. Maybe, maybe I'll go see that. When you go see it, maybe I'll go see. Oh, that it. would be fun. You think Laura would want to go see that one? <laughs> I no, doubt that's it. why I'd go with you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, you know we, we haven't talked about movies in a long time on the show, and we'll talk about anything, whatever you want to talk about. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Oh, I know what we we're going to do this.
1: Opportunistic lawyers, judges, future ex-spouses, disgruntled ex-employees, and meddling bureaucrats. These people want your money, home, and car. What have you done to protect yourself? At KeepYourAssets.net, they are experts in sheltering your wealth. Go to KeepYourAssets.net and take their asset protection crash course today. They'll show you how to keep your assets.
0: KeepYourAssets.net. Let's roll into the phone calls and talk to Adam in Texas on the Amplifier line. Hey, Adam.
4: Hey, guys. What's up, uh, mind? I, I just got done listening to the show from yesterday and you guys were talking about the uh Fat Socialist new movie. Uh, uh Sicko. Sicko Moore. Yes. Yeah. Uh I actually uh I actually work for the the fire department here in Houston mm-hmm. and I'm a I'm an ambulance driver. Mm-hmm. I know uh I know that's a contradiction and uh you know believing in in free markets and working for the well ambulance, I've,
1: I've noticed um a lot of people that are in uh, sort of like the, the fire police law enforcement uh genre are v-
0: very libertarian and uh i don't you know if, if you want to help people there's only so many jobs that are available and if you want to be an ambulance driver in many cases there aren't private ambulance services for you to work for are there in houston
4: Oh, yeah, there's definitely private ambulance services, but, I mean, I'm a firefighter. It's just in the city of Houston, you have to, we have both fire and ambulance, and you sort of have to take your turn on the ambulance. Nobody wants to do it, but <laughs> okay. and we're all in it to be firefighters. But either way, that should be private also, but it's not, and, you know, basically, i Feel like you got to be in it to change it. So.
0: There are people that uh, feel the same way as you. There's there are different kinds of uh, libertarians out there. Some of them couldn't possibly ever bring themselves to work for the government, like me. And then there are some of them who want to work on the inside to try to change the system. And then there are some of them who want to work on the inside to throw a monkey wrench into the system. So and I've got to say that there's um it's it's
1: very easy to be a libertarian who doesn't work for the government and get on a high horse about people that do,
0: and it's it doesn't really help the cause too much. I'm sure that we've been. Uh, I'm not of it. on a high Horse I think no. everyone should do what they feel is right, whatever they feel is the the best path to liberty liberty that's what they should do anyway what was your uh, did you have a story for us or sure uh
4: on on the ambulance I'm able to see um first hand um really we already have socialized health care pretty much, and I'm able to see first hand the uh the kind of uh the kind of abuse that socialized health care. Endures and, and the effects of that abuse. For example, on the ambulance, um, people just people call for any any reason you could possibly think of. Right, they they
1: just want uh, a taxi ride to the hospital exactly. rather than uh, rather exactly. than having to pay the taxi. They you know get a free ambulance right? Yeah,
4: they need a bed, need a sandwich, headache, tummy ache, chronic pain, flu, two week old problems,
0: a headache.
4: W- what, what, mm-hmm. You name, it. You they, name I've, it. I've had somebody call me and say, "I need a sandwich,"
2: <laughs> oh, God. and
4: that's it. It's but now, just,
0: are these people on uh, Medicare or Medicaid or whatever one of the government well, uh, social plans?
4: That's the thing. They either they either have. I mean, there there are some people that have private insurance. Usually, those are car accidents. Um, they either have Medicare, Medicaid, or they just don't pay.
1: Right. Um, if it's, the, a,
4: if it, it's a public public service like ours, mm-hmm. uh, the city's not going to come after them. So if they don't pay, everything's it, fine. Hmm. But if it's private, they either use Medicare or Medicaid. Either way, they're abusing government money to do it. Wow. Right.
1: The- is all they have to do is call in and say, "This is an emergency. I've got a hangnail. Send an ambulance." <laughs> and uh, you know they have to send an ambulance.
0: And, and you have to take care of them. It's your job to put that right. person – you can't just look at them and say, you've got a headache, goodbye. Yeah,
1: right. and, and Would, you can hand them a bill. Take but two
0: aspirin. Call me in the morning. It's not like they've got to
4: pay it. Right, which is, which is – which is the effects of socialized health care? Mm-hmm. I mean, we're we're wow. not we're not interested in helping them. What is? <laughs> I the- mean, we get we get paid by the hour, and we're just we're just trying to do as few calls as possible. And these people just wear us out with their wow. with their. And, uh,
0: and you see, and, and I presume you see the same people over and over again. Does that oh, happen?
4: Oh yeah, we we uh, <laughs> we uh, I. Sometimes I transport the same person twice a day. What? In the same day. <laughs> one lady How are they called, getting
0: back home? One lady
4: called three times in one day. She she got on another ambulance for one call and then called us twice.
0: Why? What's the mentality there? What, what goes through these people's minds? It's like, just,
4: do they like going to hospitals? Part of it is entitlement, and part of it is just, is you know, they just... They know it's wrong, but they don't care. They throw figure in, throw someone in boredom. else is paying for it, and they they just don't care. Right. I mean, Actually, I could understand
0: uh, if the headache was so bad that you thought you were going to be permanently harmed, like if it was some sort of screamingly painful headache. I could maybe understand making a call there, but uh, but you're you're suggesting that's not necessarily the case.
4: Oh, well, yeah, we get that. We get that in some cases, but we also get the headache that I've had. A, in fact, just the other day, I, I've had a headache for three days. Yeah. We actually transported her to the – we actually have a county hospital here that gives you free drugs on the way out. Mm -hmm. And she wanted to go to the county hospital. The wait was 12 to 24 hours. When we told her that, she asked us to now put her back in the ambulance and take her somewhere. Take her to the home. (laughs) Take me back home. I don't want to wait that long. We told her no.
1: Adam, tell me about um, some of the grossest houses you've been in. Because oh. you get called to some really, oh, really awful places. Places Actually, that are piled only, up with junk, um, that you know, have dead animals in them. What, tell me.
4: The only thing worse than the smell of a dead person is the smell of a live person.
1: Oh, uh, what's that the, mean? <laughs>
4: constant creation of more smell we we picked up a lady one time that was covered in cockroaches bed springs were grown into her oh. back oh. she had uh, defecated all over the bed urinated all over the bed one would what? assume that if the
1: bed springs are in there she's been uh, in that same position for a long time how much oh, did she oh, weigh
4: yeah, definitely weeks um, how much
1: did she weigh
4: approximately uh, she wasn't bad actually i mean and she could walk it was more what of a hell? psychological condition oh, God. <laughs> so i just I crazy and a,
0: laying in bed all the time
4: yeah, just uh, just sick. Apparently,
1: people. apparently laying in bed um, and going on herself. I don't
4: know what we were going to do with her. I mean, we just <clears throat> took her to the psych ward. She didn't need an ambulance, that's for sure. Wow. I mean, the neighbors.
1: It sounds like care. she needs an ambulance a heck of a lot more than the lady just wanted to ride to the hospital.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah, but. That's no.
0: amazing, man.
4: I and, actually have a blog where. I uh, talk about a lot of these things, and that's sort of my version of activism, I
0: guess. <laughs> sort of revealing the seedy underbelly of uh, socialist medicine, which is, as you're putting uh, pointing out, what we essentially have in this country. It's not 100 percent yet, but it's well on the way there. And for those that are on the socialist dole, uh, those that are on the redistribution programs, they take advantage and they abuse the system just as, just as we predicted that they would. And apparently that's exactly what they're doing. Adam, do you have any other stories? is there anything else you wanted to share uh
4: just uh if people get a chance check out crusty ambulance driver blogspot.com <laughs> for a uh, complete uh reveal of the social health care system that we already have
0: great thank you for that and uh, keep up the good work thanks thank for you. the call 1-800-259-9231 is the SACL cai toll free line for you people l- call for
1: headaches i love to hear ambulance drivers and ems workers Give their stories, because they have seen it all, man. I, <laughs> people
0: call for an upset stomach? Are you kidding me? Who wants to spend time in a hospital? What sort of a pathetic loser do you have to be to actually well, want to go to the hospital uh, what for if, little things like you know, that? If
1: you're basically a shut-in and uh, you get a small check a month or something from the government, mm-hmm. um, you don't get out to see a lot of people. People certainly don't care about you. You know, you can call somebody who's going to, at the very least, act like they care, because they're going to take care of you a little bit. Or you can end up going to a place where they pretty much have to act like they care, a hospital. That's a good thing, as far as some lonely person is.
0: But there are church groups that go and see shut-ins, man. I mean, there are people that can see them. Look, you know, people want to People want. That's why they're going to socialize with the hospital workers? More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. What do you think? This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line for you. 1-800-259-9231 in here with you. And Mark, join us online, freetalklive.com. All the features for free. We do ask that you voluntarily support the show by going and buying some stuff over at store.freetalklive.com. We've got the Free Talk Live 2-gigabyte multi-gadget. And only about 30 or so more of them to sell, because we ordered a limited supply of them. So if you want to get your hands on one of them, head over to store.freetalklive.com. And why you wouldn't want one of these, I don't know, because they're great. Uh, 2-gigabyte MP3 player. It's a voice recorder. It's a flash drive. It's an FM tuner, all rolled into one for less than 60 bucks. There's that, a variety of clothing items for our brand new Free Talk Live hoodies, two different types of Free Talk Live beanie caps. We've got the Free Talk Live uh, t-shirt, also available in the ladies' style, the new Free Marketeer t-shirt, and more. All of the the products right there at store.freetalklive.com. By the way, here, uh, we were talking to the uh, crusty ambulance driver a few moments ago, and he was telling us um, just some sick and bizarre stories about some of the people that he has to deal with in his job, the people that are just mooching and taking advantage of the government systems that are out there. And he mentioned that uh, he smelled some pretty nasty things when he's gone into homes. Somebody shot this to me um, over the break. A a 480-pound Martin County woman has died after emergency workers tried to remove her from the couch where she had remained for about six years. Yeah, I've seen this this particular article. It's about eight months old. No, this one's fairly old. Anyway, uh, she died 40 years old after a failed six-hour effort to dislodge her from the couch in her home. Workers say the home was filthy, yeah, and that well, Ms. To she stuck to the couch. was too large to get up from the couch and even to use the bathroom. The weird thing is, there's people living in this house. Really? It, it, go on a little bit in the story. Everyone going inside the home had to wear protective gear. The stench was so powerful, they had to blast in fresh air. A preliminary autopsy on the 4-foot-10-inch woman lists the cause of death. Wow, 4-foot-10-inches four and 480 400 pounds. pounds. Wow,
1: 500 pounds.
0: But officials want to know more about the cause giant, of death, bas- giant, with like one of those cl- crab soccer balls that we played and played with when we were kids. Morbid obesity apparently was the cause of death here. Uh let's see. And officials want to know more about the circumstances inside the home. Investigator says she lived with a man named Herman Thomas who said he tried to take care of her the best he could. He's told them he repeatedly tried to get her up but simply couldn't. No charges have been filed, but officials are looking into negligence issues. Emergency workers now negligence would suggest the man had some obligation to take care of her. He fed her. Well, would that all of a sudden because you feed someone once means you have an obligation to take care of them forever? Oh no, I mean
1: what I'm saying is that not that he has an obligation to take care of her, but he uh, somehow or another helped her in the um, in get into the condition she was, which is attached to the couch. Emergency
0: workers At had being to re- 480 pounds. They had to remove sliding glass doors and actually lift the couch with her corpse still on it. To a trailer behind the pickup truck, removing her from the couch would be too painful since her body was grafted to the fabric. After years of staying put, her skin had literally become one with the sofa and had to be surgically removed. I thought she was dead. Uh, apparently for the, I don't know, the funeral? <laughs> I don't know, man. That's, oh, wait, she, did, uh, she didn't die there. She died at the hospital. I see. So, uh, there you go. They had no idea. Neighbors didn't even know the woman Why lived surgically there. removed. Just get some scissors and cut the fabric. They, they didn't even know the woman lived there, the neighbors. Hmm. Lived on the couch for six years. How do people get that way? How does that happen? I, I just don't understand it. Somebody keeps feeding them. I mean, if, if you would stop feeding her, she wouldn't weigh 480 pounds. She'd have a better chance of getting up. It's just amazing to me. I I don't understand how people can let themselves go that far. And there's a certain point at which you know, okay, I'm getting a little bit uh, too heavy. I mean, I can understand people getting overweight, but getting to 480 pounds, how, I mean, at what point do you just give in? What time did, At what point do they just throw in the towel and say, oh, well, I'm never getting up again?
1: I think there's a lot of uh, little hurdles to, to being becoming obese um, that one must sort of slide under, uh, as it were, and everyone you slide under probably makes it easier to slide under. Uh, the first step for, to me getting obese would be getting out of size 32 pants. I can tell you when uh, when I was getting a little bigger that I didn't want to leave size 32s because mm-hmm. well I have a lot of pants and I'm pretty thoroughly invested in size sure. 32. I don't want to ever get out of size 32. Yeah, I was trying to lose weight and it wasn't the easiest thing in the world. So I I know that there's you know there's hurdles along the way. That would that would just be the first step. So you know yeah. You have trouble. You miss. You, you miss going to the bathroom one time, and you're like, "Eh, screw it. I'll stay here
0: and forever." Then, and then, and then, that's it. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Let's go to Mark in Massachusetts. You're on Free Talk Live, Mark.
3: Oh, uh, hey guys! I just want to say that I, I just love your show, and I think you guys are great. And uh, I would like to bring back the topic of like reasons for going to the hospital. And uh, the one
5: time, uh, me and my boyfriend were making love, and my fist got stuck
0: All right, thanks for the call. 1-800-259-9231. Let's go to Jim. <laughs> the in... board-off man, he is right on that yeah. button. Well done. Uh, let's go to Jim in Second Life. You're on Free Talk Live, Jim.
6: Hey, how's it going? What's on your mind? Uh, I just got done watching the uh, Sicko movie, and uh, wow, um, there were so many things in there. I mean, the, probably the one thing that really gripped me was that there was one scene where he was in Britain and he was talking to uh, some guy about how they ended up getting this universal healthcare out there, and um, he uh, they take a pro, like almost like a pause from the interview and he walks up to a statue of Karl Marx and idolizes it.
0: Whoa!
6: Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, wow. That, that sort of sums it all up, doesn't it?
6: Yeah, and I, uh, I used to be a huge Michael Moore fan. I was a green. They I, I should call themselves leafy red, but. Uh, I used to be green. I kind of came to the dark side, and and now this, this is the first Michael Moore movie that I watched as a critic. And when I saw that, I was like, "What were they doing all those years?" I mean, amazing. That was just awful.
0: And, what did he What uh, did he do to uh, the Karl Marx statue exactly?
6: Um, he he. Uh, they didn't really show him walk up to it. They showed his face, and then they turned around, and then you could you know he was kind of idolizing it, the idolizing glare. And they turned around and showed what he was idolizing, and it was a statue of the, I guess, just right above the torso of Karl Marx. And it said Karl Marx and Workers Unite right underneath it.
0: And it was Michael Moore that was idolizing him or one of the people Yes, it? Michael Moore. Amazing. And this was in Britain, they
1: have a uh, Karl Marx statue that they're? Yeah. They, uh, well, the a big
0: bronze statue, Carl, Karl Marx
1: in Britain?
6: Um, I don't know. He, he went to a few different countries in the movie, so it might have been that he was in another country when they took that shot. Hmm. I'm not sure, but uh, I I do believe that they do have some Karl Marx statues in Britain.
0: Jim, Um, thanks for the call, man. We appreciate that. 800-259-9231. As you said, Mark, what else do you need to say? I mean, there you go. (laughs) Showing your true colors there, Michael Moore. You're a pinko. 800-259-9231. Let's go to Caleb in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Caleb.
6: Hey, how you guys doing?
0: Hey, what's on your mind?
6: On my mind is Destiny's Pick. I want to bring it back to movies real fast.
0: I really... What is Destiny's you Pick?
6: You never heard of Destiny's Pick?
0: No, I have not. No, what is that? Jack Black's movie? Sorry, I'm not aware of it. No, but uh, go ahead. What's your point?
6: Pick. Uh,
5: it actually runs through. I'm sorry to bring this back to some sort of 9/11 conspiracy theory thing or total control of our media, but Destiny's Pick actually does run through a lot of that in it, and it talks about how Jack Black is picked from you know the cast of characters out in Hollywood and decided by the elite to be, you know, a successful musician. Right. So, anyway, I, I just, to talk about movies, I, I wanted to say that, you know, AVP, Alien vs. Predator, was an awesome movie. I love the concept of the, you know, the aliens and everything, but to continue the whole concept of the control of the media, have you guys ever heard of the show called The
7: Lone Gunman?
0: Yeah, that's the movie, uh, or that's the show about the the guys from the X Files, like the geeky dudes, the uh, the uh, the the alien investigator guys, right? Actually, I've not, yeah, you're absolutely right. Did yeah, you I've,
5: did you see that? No, never. I've never seen that show. Actually, it, you would be very very impressed. I, I would. I would actually send you $30 in the mail if you would actually watch that I show. I appreciate
0: that, that but uh, we got plenty of people sending us money. Mm-hmm. Thank you for the call. 800 259 I don't really have that much time for television. Tenacious you know? D in the pick of Destiny
1: is uh, okay. apparently what the name of the movie is, uh, 93 minutes rated R.
0: There you go. Let's go to Tom in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Tom, what's on your mind?
2: Oh, yeah. I love this crusty ambulance spot. <laughs> it really is good, isn't it? In it? Front of me. Anyway, I just wanted to tell you that... Uh, in, uh, on May, March 29, 2006, former Albuquerque, New Mexico police officer Christopher Chase was sentenced to 15 years in prison for pulling women over and raping them. Oh, uh, oh dear. For, uh, not for traffic violations, because they didn't commit any. Uh, he would just spot
0: a woman that he liked and pull them over.
2: And pull her over. And uh, one of the victims uh, won almost a million dollars in uh, federal lawsuit and uh, more recently, on June 16th, she got all drunk and everything because of, you know, the, the damage done to her. Uh, right. That was one of the things that, that was the emotional baggage. She went out driving drunk and smashed into a 47-year-old man and snapped his neck.
0: So if the cop and, hadn't uh, raped her, then she probably would have gotten so depressed and yeah. gotten into an well, accident. You know what a depressing what story. What's that? Quick, quick.
2: Well, well... Like, back on 19 February of 2003, this guy decided enough was enough with the police brutality. All right, Tom, thanks
0: for the call. We're out of time. Hour 2 is coming up. You can take control. It's Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free, but if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit (laughs) amp.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live is your show, and you can bring up whatever you want toll-free at 800-259-9231. The SACOL cai toll-free line for you. That's 800-259-9231 as we roll into our number two of the program. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And uh, we're just going to ride into the phone calls here to start things out. Sam in Texas on the Amplifier line. You're on Free Talk Live.
8: Hey, guys. I'm uh, out here at Porkfest this week.
0: Excellent. Congratulations.
8: Just enjoying it. And uh, today I took the bus tour down to Concord, and we did... A tour of the Capitol building, and it was kind of an interesting experience. Why is that? Well, we walked, we pretty much walked right in. There were no metal detectors uh, to go through, no security. Um, I believe there were people in the group who were carrying, not open carry, but mm-hmm. just carrying weapons because it's not strictly prohibited other than in the courthouse.
0: Really? I thought it was the state house. I thought you couldn't bring weapons into the state house.
8: Uh, the way I had it explained by some of the locals was that uh, the state is taking that position and putting signs up, but the law specifically excludes only the courthouse as the only place that people are not allowed to carry Oh, weapons. I
0: see. So even though they've put up signs, it's not actually prohibited by law. Right. <laughs>
8: So people are doing, you know, a little bit of civil disobedience. There was also a group that went out to see the Browns as well. I don't know how that turned out or or anything. But uh, while we were there, we also got to see uh, the governor of the state sign a bill Ooh. into law. <laughs> well, this is not that bad. He signed uh, "Live Free or Die" as one of the honorary state songs. And there was a class of school kids there who were all singing the song before he signed the bill. And he uh, he talked to them about government. He's like, "What do you guys want to see?" And they said, uh, "A smoking ban." Uh. <laughs> they also wanted to see uh, tougher, you know, laws. All all of these socialist programs. That sure, sure. They're going to government, government school. school.
0: That's what they're being told to say.
8: And then right after that, they sing "Live Free or Die."
1: How ironic! Well, they're they're told that that's that's the American way.
8: You know, and they, yeah. It's just it's not landing with them at all. They don't I don't think they really understand what the song's about or whatever. you're
1: you're a free citizen pay your taxes yeah right <laughs> you know it's it's this nineteen eighty four backwards thinking that uh we've got going here we're the land of the free and we got to pay our taxes or go to jail.
0: Yeah, New Hampshire certainly is not the free state yet. It's got a long way to go. But one thing's for sure, it's got a. It's much better to start here than anywhere else. Yeah, it's, well, Closer than everywhere else.
1: We've we've slipped. We haven't slipped as far into a socialist mire as uh, many states have. And um, they already have sort of a, uh, a a bit of a libertarian mentality. Most of the people in the state sort of understand personal liberties, mm-hmm. uh, fiscal yeah, responsibility, I- things like that.
8: I would agree. We ran into two senators today. Uh, one of them, we told we were, we were with the Free State Project, and he was great. He introduced himself to everyone. He took us on to the Senate floor, uh, explained some things about some of the paintings on the wall, and really welcomed us to the state. Another one we saw at the gas station, filling up the gas in his car. Mm-hmm. So I jumped out and I said, Senator, I've got one of your constituents in the van, and he'd like to talk to you. We're all with the Free State Project. And he said... Uh, I don't agree with the Free State Project. I think government can do good and gotten this car and drove away as yeah. fast as it could.
0: Coward. <laughs> interesting story. Are you enjoying Porkfest so far?
8: I'm having a great time, yeah. I'm really looking forward to uh, this weekend. It's it's kind of been slowly building up. Met a lot of uh, really interesting people just from all across the board.
0: And there's, and, a, there's uh, a wide variety of activities going on as well. Um, what are some of the other things you've taken part in?
8: The only things I've done so far are the two bus tours to Keene yesterday where I met you guys.
4: Oh, yes. Uh,
8: and uh, got to meet Russell, and we went out to the uh, uh, Canarios, or I'm sorry. Yeah, well, Lauren, 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 Lauren Canario. Canario and, that's and not and her husband's. Jim, last husband, name. I believe. Helped them uh, work on their house a little bit. Got to uh, look at property in the area, kind of get a feel for uh, the places that I might be able to live.
0: Now, Sam, have you ever been to New Hampshire
1: before? Is this your first time? First time. You know, I was just thinking about the uh, story with the senator and, you know, if the if it was Free State Project California, can you this the a California senator, senator wouldn't be scared, he wouldn't care about the Free State Project. It wouldn't matter to him at all. His agenda would be well on its way to getting done because there'd be so many people and and they were so mired in their socialism that it wouldn't make the least bit of difference if we moved 20,000 liberty-loving individuals into California. Yep. But or at least it wouldn't make nearly the, uh, the amount of difference that it would uh, in New Hampshire.
0: Here they jump in the car and run away when you guys come. Sam, we'll see you this weekend, man. Thanks for the story. And uh, that's actually, I think, the first Pork Fest update we've gotten. So thank you for it. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. You know, think about put yourself into that senator's shoes for a moment there. You've heard all these rumors that there's this Free State Project, and they're going to move all these activists Mm -hmm. to New Hampshire, which is what the Free State Project is. They're going to put an end to all my socialist programs. Well, you've heard all these rumors, and you've seen some news articles, but some of the news articles have sort of come out against the Free State Project, in that they've tried to sort of trash the project by saying, well, there were supposed to be 20,000 people here by now, but (laughs) it looks like there's only a couple hundred, and you know, there's sort of, this is some of the attitude that mm-hmm. the news articles have taken. Well, the, original, of course, the original idea of the Free State Project was to get 20,000 people here by
1: September 2006, and it didn't happen. Um, you know, it's just... It just didn't happen. Um, it's going to take uh, it's going to take longer than that for people to get here, to uh, get the word out, to get twenty thousand people to sign up. I don't think we need twenty thousand people um, at this point. We're already having success. We stopped the seatbelt uh, law that they were trying to put into play. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that, that we're not going to have a real ID in this state. There's been some successes for the free state at this point. We're probably stopping the huge socialist snowball from rolling down the mountain, or slowing it down quite a bit. The first free stater has been elected to uh, to office. Mm-hmm. There's uh, 450 uh, people from you know free staters that are in the state currently. Probably about 250 movers, and uh, it's the first 1,000 managed to uh, make it. So there'll be a thousand people here by the end of 2008. That means the snowball. We can start jacking that baby back up the mountain and. Uh, Get rid of some some of the socialism.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Things are really going to... Then we're going to have our own snowball eventually. Once we can get their snowball back up to the top, then we'll have our own um, after that as it goes down the other side, if you want to use that analogy. But uh, but going back to what I was saying, put, put yourself in that senator's shoes because he's heard things about the Free State Project, but he's probably never really met any of them maybe he has i don't know some of them mill around the the senate house and but i doubt he's ever seen a van load of them all at once which is what this was yesterday they they had this uh they they had this van sort of full of people that's going to be a little scary touring around the state and so there you are at the gas station this friendly group of strangers is approaching you and saying hi we're from the free state project and you've heard these things but now they're here and there they are in front of you and they loved apparently too and they look just like everyone else so no they're going to fit in they're going to blend they're going to spread their message mm-hmm. and uh, your time is your days are numbered senator so enjoy your power while you still have it 800-259-9231. Uh, as Porkfest continues on this all this week, I know tonight there's going to be, I guess, more of a solemn occasion. I think the uh, Cannings are hosting a uh, a candlelight vigil for the Ed Brown family. Mm. Um, and and there's been fun stuff going on. I think they had some scuba diving going on. I know there's been some shooting competition. I don't know if that's happened yet, the shooting competition. We've yet to hear that. But it's going all the way through the end of the weekend. And at Porkfest, you'll be able to attend leadership and activist training seminars and hear and discuss the progress and the future of... Of the Free State Project. Register today at PorkFest.com or just show up. That's P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com, PorkFest dot com. You get to meet a bunch of our listeners who are going to be there. Uh, we've already met a few of them as they came out to tour uh, the city of Keene a few days ago. And uh, you'll get to meet uh, some super activists like Russell uh, Canning and Lauren Canario, two, two people that we've, uh, we've had on the show and talked quite a bit about. All these people are going to be in attendance, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So I'm looking forward to going there on Saturday. 800-259-9231. As everywhere else in the country, things continue to get worse, including, uh, of course, at your local airport, where things are the worst, worst of the worst. And, or worst of the worst. Anyway, Becky Akers at LewRockwell.com, who uh, usually does a very good job of keeping up with the TSA's bumbling uh, foolishness and just stupidity. Did you hear the story, Mark, about the sippy cup? Um, was this the sippy cup that was filled with margarita? No. Okay. No, 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 no. The city, a sippy cup for the typical recipient of a sippy cup, a young person, mm-hmm. a, a small child, and uh, a mom with her small child in the, I believe, Reagan, yeah, Reagan National Airport, D.C., now you know how these uh, bureaucrats can be when you don't follow all of their rules, and you don't have, you know, you've got your bottle of water open in advance of the, uh, in advance of the screening yeah, process. You can't have any liquids or gels, including sippy cups. And we'll tell you what happened to this lady and her son, or uh, her child in this particular case. It's pretty sick. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Is your show, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That is the Sakel CAI toll-free line for you, 800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online, freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are totally free. And uh, some of those features include the bulletin board system. We've got about 250,000 posts, about 1,500 people interacting, and lots of fun stuff to talk about. Serious issues being discussed as well. You'll find it all at bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs dot freetalk dot com as we travel to Washington DC's Reagan National Airport where Becky Akers reporting on the latest TSA insanity. She says I guess because this is Lou Rockwell dot com, by the way, I guess because they didn't beat her to a pulp, the TSA Transportation Security Administration claims that its officers didn't uh, didn't quote hassle female passenger with toddler at Reagan National Airport over Sippy Cup, end quote. That's from their website Perhaps the agency needs a dictionary with hassle defined in one-syllable words that even its cretins can understand. Monica Emerson was trying to catch a flight on June 11th when she collided with the TSA's policy against liquids. Her son's sippy cup had water in it. The goon searching her child stole, no, sorry, confiscated the cup. And a good thing, too, those jumbo jets may look sturdy, but American aviation is a frail and fragile industry, undone by gels and lotions, cigarette lighters, passenger shoes, and, of course, sippy cups. You know, it's it's one thing um, with uh, the lighters. I suppose that
1: it's possible to build some kind of little flash grenade Some that, that could create I, – I think you could create a weapon of some sort with a lighter. Mm-hmm. The water thing – is a bunch of hooey. Yeah. You cannot create any kind of weapon with water.
0: Well, there could have um, been, uh, there could have been an, a, a non-water substance in the cup. It could have been like a clear, water-like bomb. Um, or bomb-making material. How about that? It could make a bomb from... Uh, it, maybe it was alcohol. Or uh, something they else sort of flammable. alcohol on the plane. Something... Oh, yeah. Something flammable. Something horrible and terrible. Could have been inside that cup. This mother could have been traveling with her 19-month-old son um, in order to blow up that plane and her 19-month-old toddler all at the same time. In fact, he might have been the ringleader. (laughs) He might have well been in charge of the entire cell. Anyway, we'll continue the story. Uh, So... They, again, confiscated the young boy's sippy cup in this particular case, according to the, uh, Bill Adler, the blogger who broke the story last week, and she wanted the cup back because it's the only way her son would drink. So you can't give right. a 19-month-old a bottle of water to sure. drink from. Dump out the water, officer, and please give me my cup back a reasonable um a reasonable request there's usually a big trash can right there that right. where they order you to throw things into it's not like you can pop the top on a uh,
1: soda can and give it to the toddler and everything'll be okay for one you don't want to give soda to a toddler because they'll start bouncing up and down and shoot yeah. off the walls and all that other stuff and um it it
0: keeps them from making messes don't you want there not to be messes on this plane officer So, Ms. Uh, Emerson was willing to spill the water out, drink the water, do anything, all so she could have the cup that her 19-month-old toddler could drink from. Imagine how smugly a bully willing to rob a toddler of his sippy cup greeted Monica's suggestions. Kids clutching contraband are about as close to terrorists as airport flunkies come, so they abuse them accordingly. Bonus points for making the moms cry harder than the kids'. Monica was, quote, advised that I would have to leave security and come back through with an empty cup in order to retain the cup. As I was escorted out of security by the TSA and a police officer, I unscrewed the cup to drink the water, which accidentally spilled because I was so upset with the situation. At this point, I was detained against my will by the police officer and threatened to be arrested for endangering other passengers with the spilled three to four ounces of water. I was ordered to clean the water, and so I got on my hands and knees while I was being detained. The officer threatened to arrest me if I moved. Hold I was... on. Can a TSA uh, officer arrest anyone? Well, they, uh, there was a police officer here. They had okay. called a cop over. Uh, so TSA and police were overseeing this. As she's on her hands and knees cleaning up the water that she, that she spilled by their orders. Uh, I was ordered to... Now, in a restaurant, when you spill your water... Um, You may want to clean it up, but there are usually three waitresses that will run over or a busboy sure. that will immediately start cleaning it up for you. So clearly customer service, uh, not really uh, very high on the TSA's list of priorities here. But nonetheless, uh, I was ordered to apologize for the spilled water and again threatened with arrest. I was threatened several times with arrest while detained and while three other police officers were called to the scene... A total of 4 police officers and 3 TSA officers reported to the scene where I was being held against my will. That's pretty much what happened to me when I uh, said that I didn't want the uh, TSA bureaucrat to
1: touch me. Yep. I had I had I think Laura counted 8 uh, officers and a, dog. Were, uh, and a dog. Uh, some were police officers and some were TSA. And this is
0: the, this is exactly what they do. I was also told that I should not disrespect the officer and could be arrested for this, too. I apologized to the officer and she continued to detain me despite me telling her that I would miss my flight. The officer advised me that I should have thought about this before I intentionally spilled the water. Now then, to be fair... Becky points out that Monica is either a current or former employee with the Secret Service, which predictably declined comment on her employment status. And you can see why. Confirming this little detail would likely endanger national security as much as her son Sippy Cup did. Uh, But since Monica is or was with the feds, we shouldn't be surprised if she's mendacious, and the TSA lost no time in calling her a liar. That takes a fair ton of gall, given the agency's extreme allergy to truth. It lies about everything, all the time, from the delays at its checkpoints uh, that its checkpoints cause passengers to its air marshal's murder of Rigoberto Alpizar. And though Monica's account does contain some discrepancies, it doesn't approach the number in the average press release from the TSA. Now, her tallest tale seems to be that she spilled the water when she may have deliberately dumped it. Yeah, but it, it sounds like she dumped it. I was wondering about the terminology
1: spill. Um, it sound it sounded like she went, oh, you want the water out of here? Here you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's what it sounded like happened, which I can certainly understand um, somebody being like that. I, I, you, you should clean it up, but uh, that should be the end of it. Give me my sippy cup back.
0: I don't know. I, I, I understand that you say you should clean it up. But these people are such jerks. No, I don't blame her if for you, doing if you that put, if, at all.
1: I, I, I can I can see making the point, but um, and it's if you just spill water. something, if you
0: pour something on the ground, you should be the one that cleans it up. Yeah, I, I understand that, but these guys are scum of the earth, and it's just water. It's not like she spilled pudding everywhere. What, what are they supposed to do? Just let her leave it there so that everybody can track it through? Well, and they've get, got get their janitorial well, there's, staff. There's people, call the janitors
1: over and have them take care of there's it. There's people walking around in their socks. Um, I, think, I think that it's reasonable... Um, To have her clean it up, I I think that she was probably treated unreasonably up to that point, but um, that doesn't give one the right to act unreasonably.
0: To bolster the story, uh, the TSA posted video footage of Monica's travail on its website. Actually, at the crucial moment, uh, one of the people in the frame blocks the view of Monica's hand in the cup, so it's actually unclear exactly what happens. We see Monica shaking the cup upside down immediately afterwards, but she could be demonstrating its emptiness, and I think that uh, Becky's making a stretch on this one. I've seen the video footage, and it looks pretty clear like she did dump the, the cup out. Okay. Um, but nonetheless, the ambi- uh let's see, more important than who's lying is the TSA's outside attempt, outsized attempt to discredit and therefore silence this critic. Even the mainstream media notes that it took an unusual step when it posted the video. But the TSA went further. It features the film in a newly created section on their website called Mythbusters. Joseph Goebbels must be rolling his eyes. The TSA apparently reasons that Monica's inaccuracies, whether deliberate or due to stress, somehow excuse its five years of unconstitutional searches, thefts, groping, rapes, and assaults. More on the way. 800... Rapes? 1-800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves, while the TSA doesn't hire the best of the best. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, and it's your show. You can bring up whatever you want toll-free at 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line for you. That's 800-259-9231, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark, join us online, freetalklive.com. All the features, totally free, Shrine of Female listeners included. That uh, That is the dozens and dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send us their validated photo and prove they listen to the show. See what I mean by heading over to shrine.freetalklive.com. That is shrine.freetalklive.com. And the Republican Liberty Caucus welcomes new members in the pursuit of individual rights, limited government, and free enterprise principles. Within the GOP, visit RLC.org and click join us today. We'll find liberty together. It's RLC.org. As uh, we continue uh, the story from LewRockwell.com, Becky Akers reporting on a uh, a woman who apparently allegedly works with the Secret Service. So it's like government bureaucrat Versus government bureaucrats. In this case, she wasn't acting in her Secret Service capacity. She was acting in her capacity as mom. Uh, she had her 19 year old toddler with her, and the 19 year old, excuse me, 19 month old toddler uh, had a sippy cup, as many toddlers do. And apparently the TSA agents didn't take too kindly to that. So they confiscated the sippy cup. Then mom decided, okay, I'll go and I'll take care of it. I'll go and, you know, dump it out or whatever. And as she was walking away, she was pretty upset. So she opened it up. And uh, and dumped it on the ground. Now, she claims she didn't. She claims it spilled. spilled. The video footage looks like she dumped it, though you can't be absolutely sure because of somebody walking in front of the camera at just the right time. Anyway... Um as after she had dumped it out that's when things really heated up because then the cops started threatening her they had uh they detained her they forced her to clean it up they uh again threatened her with arrest several times mm. and they were just they were just acting rude and mean in general and so as far as i'm concerned they deserved to have the damn water dumped out on their uh, on their floor it wasn't going to damage the floor or anything like that it wasn't even carpet but uh, nonetheless we'll continue a bit of the story here more important than who's lying ...is the fact that the TSA continues, you know, just, I mean, five years of unconstitutional searches, thefts, groping, etc. It also assumes the TSA, tragically and correctly, given such comments as those on the ABC News website... ...that Americans are far enough gone in totalitarianism to applaud officers surrounding a mother and child... ...menacing them, forcing the woman to mop the floor, humiliating her as other passengers flow past. The video goes on and on and on for about ten minutes... Uh, and brutes with nothing better to do torment this innocuous duo. Monica tries to walk away at one point, and a female officer grabs her arm and yanks her back. What? Two TSA dimwits laugh at her. A cop arrives on a bicycle as though an unarmed woman and a baby pose a threat. Something's horrifically wrong when a puddle can occupy this many leeches for this long. Nevertheless, quote, the TSA said in a statement that the incident and the videotape demonstrate that its officers display professionalism and concern for all passengers, end quote. Leviathan's lackeys wiping the floor with a citizen shows many things, but professionalism and concern for all passengers are not among them. Earl Morris, a deputy assistant administrator for security operations with the TSA, how's that for a title, Mm. uh, told the AP, quote, the allegation here that we are out of control is absolutely false, unquote. So is the allegation that the TSA fights terrorists. And that's the latest from your local airport here in America. If the TSA was any good at its
1: job, maybe there would be some kind of... They'd have a leg to stand on. But since we've read on the air reports from the government itself, when they test themselves, that the TSA misses 75% of guns, knives, and bombs that they test themselves on... I don't see any reason that we need these
0: uh, thugs harassing us at the airport. Well, now, Mark, the TSA would say that that just means they need more screeners and more money. Then they'll catch more.
1: From what I can tell, most of them are just standing around doing nothing. (laughs) When I go through, they're just, what's going on? You know, there's there's always a few of them working, but the majority
0: of them seem to be standing around watching God knows what in the air. Yeah, I've noticed that, too, and I don't travel a lot. I notice it every time I'm in an, in an airport, is that behavior by them. Anyway, if you've got a TSA Hell story to share, 1-800-259-9231, or bring up whatever you want, let's go to the phones and talk to Dave in Montana, listening on KGEZ. Hey, Dave.
9: My son and I went uh, to New York. Coming back, uh, we bought uh, one of them, the Big Pewter uh, Statue of Liberties and a Big Pewter stat, uh, Empire State Building. Cool and uh going through the the checkpoint my kid had his backpack on and they tore his backpack apart and they pull out the empire state building and the statue of liberty and they're going to take it what so i grabbed it back and they said uh, you can't have that those are, could be used as weapons i said they're knickknacks man I could, they cost like about 25 bucks each whatever right. you know <laughs> they're, they're not cheap knickknacks and there's and there's, the there's no such thing
1: as a cheap knickknack that you bought in, in new york in new new i can york, tell right? you that
9: the, the guy pushed the little button on his belt, and there was, like, five of them white-shirt fat dudes all around and mm-hmm. everything, right? And they're all freaking out that, that I got this Statue of Liberty in the Empire State Building. And wow. I told him, I said, hey, the Statue of Liberty, man, what are you guys doing? You're going to take the Statue of Liberty out <sighs> from me? <Wow>. And, it, <laughs> and it made them look, you know, bad. But my, in the meantime, my son crossed a little line on the ground, and they made us go through the whole line again. Oh, jeez. See, but I think it's all the bigger picture. They're using uh this uh scare of the terrorist crap like because you say, you know, they ain't catching nobody. It's all a big shakedown. They go after liquid now because uh you could smuggle cocaine by super saturating it into a liquid form and then evaporating it and stuff.
0: Theoretically and, uh, I think they're doing it to control people. And
9: and the old people They're on fixed incomes, and and they're used to smuggle a lot of drugs and diamonds and cash and everything. Mm -hmm. So it's a way to search all these people that you wouldn't want to be searching in front of regular people anyway. You know, what are they bothering the pregnant lady with the baby, you know, or how come they're... Searching I don't think they're the doing it to Chinese find the lady in a wheelchair. Yeah, you know?
0: I, Dave, I don't think they're doing it to find diamonds and drugs. I, I, I think they're doing it, and I agree with you that there is a bigger picture, and the bigger picture is to acclimate the American people to searches, to acclimate the American people well, to following orders.
9: They're, they're, and they're targeting s- certain ones because these are the ones that, that are being used in the underground in the war against drugs and all, all that stuff, you know. So, it's, you know, the, it's a big cat and mouse thing, and they, they want to search everybody when, whenever they want.
0: And they are, and they're putting up with it. And, Dave, thank you for the call. Appreciate it. 800 259 I'm sorry, you can't take that Statue of Liberty on this plane. How blatant. <laughs> it's pretty funny. It, you know, we've got the um, the security edition, the Bill of Rights security edition, which is this metal version of the bill of rights Mm -hmm. it's about what three and a half inches by maybe two and a half inches sounds right well it's a little larger than a business card you couldn't you couldn't quite fit it in your wallet but you can fit it in a front shirt pocket and so the idea is you're supposed to walk through the security checkpoint with this bill of rights this metal bill of rights Mm -hmm. on your person you've already given them all your other stuff and you sort of forget about the Bill of Rights as you walk through, and inevitably the metal detector will go off, Sure, and then they'll get the wand out, and they'll wand you, and it'll beep on your shirt pocket, oh, I'm sorry, I forgot that's my Bill of Rights, here you go uh, you know, so that way they get to take your Bill of Rights away. from Right, they from have you. to take your rights away from you. Right, and so it's supposed to be poignant. Uh, the, the The time that I did it, the guy didn't even really it didn't even register with the TSA no. agent. He could have cared less. But but the thing I find interesting is he didn't really take a close look at this thing because the Bill of Rights Security Edition is a, again a piece of metal. Yeah. that's fairly thin, and so. I don't know if you could really slash someone's throat open with it, but you could, you know, you, you could give theoretically them a heck of a scratch. I mean, if if they were able to, well, now hold on, if they were able to take over an airplane with box cutters, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say that the Bill of Rights Security Edition is too far removed from a box cutter as far as its its sharpness and danger level is is concerned. I'd
1: say it's it's. Less than a box cutter,
0: but not a lot less than a box right. cutter. It would hurt if you put this up to someone's throat. It's a little jagged, you could poke them good. Yeah, the jabby edge on it is you very sharp. You could definitely
1: sharp. cut through skin with it. It might. It wouldn't be the easiest thing in the world. It's certainly not going to. It's not sharp if, as a razor blade. If the like Statue
0: that. of Liberty, the pewter Statue of Liberty that Dave had, was a weapon, then Bill of Rights Security Edition definitely would qualify as a weapon. And they let me through with this. They let you through
1: with a cane. Are you telling me I couldn't wrap somebody good over the head with a cane? One
0: 9231 is the SACL CAI tool free line for you. I wonder what would happen if you actually brought in like an an old weapon, like a weapon that people don't really use very often in X. like a club or something like that that uh, you know they wouldn't necessarily recognize. What Cuddle. would they do then? More on the way. You take control. This is free talk live. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line for you. Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are totally free, so enjoy those on us, freetalklive.com. And if you like the show, you want to help support Free Talk Live, then become a Free Talk Live amplifier like hundreds of our listeners have already done. But we could always use more because we've got a, a pretty lofty goal. We are looking to make to uh, get in a certain amount of money per month so we can af- really effectively promote this show and, and get it on as many radio stations around the country as possible, get as many Internet listeners on board with the program as well. So we've got some lofty goals. We've got some uh, great uh, things that we're doing already with the money that we have coming in. And all we're asking you for is 3 bucks a month. Remember, everything on our website's for free. So, enjoy all the site features, and if you like what we're doing, come on over and step into the uh, go to amp.freetalklive.com and get signed up for the program. Uh, for, again, three bucks a month, that's all we're asking. We can make a big difference for Free Talk Live, and you get some perks. You get access to the amp only call in line, uh, the amp only chat room and forum, and more, all the details. amp.freetalklive.com. Control is what it's all about. When it comes to the TSA, And uh, the government in general, of course, is all about control. But the TSA is probably one of the more visible aspects of it, right? Because not everybody has to go out and get a business license. Most people just have a job, so they don't have to worry about that. Most uh, people don't have to go and buy liquor licenses and go through all these regulatory hoops to run businesses because most people aren't business people. So they don't really – I don't think they really understand the level of control that the government is well lording over us. But then you go into the airport, and there it is, plain as day, like you're in some third-world country. Show us your papers. Here we are, our TSA. This is unprecedented in American history, but there it is. And everybody just sort of shrugs their shoulders at it. And uh, they follow their orders that that they're given by the TSA agents. And they they just walk through the lines. They take off their shoes. They do what they're told. And they, they might think to themselves, man, that was really inconvenient. Oh, well. Got to do what I got to do to keep the country safe. So if, they,
1: if they even think that much about it, it's probably uh, mostly what they're thinking is I got to get to my plane. Yeah. Um, and
0: this is in my way, and I just need to get through it. Right. A lot of people, you know, they see that as necessary. That's what they've been told. They've been told it's necessary to have all these things. And by the way, government loves that word, necessary. That's a word that they can use to implement all sorts of tyrannical things. But. Most Americans, I think, are still comp- are very much oblivious to how truly invasive and big this government has become. And even when it's in their face, they can make excuses for it, even when it's in their face. And, and, and this goes back to what I was saying before. It's conditioning. You're conditioning Americans. The government is conditioning Americans, average people, to accept this sort of level of control. They notch it up a little bit. It's not fast. They do it very slowly over a long period of time. They just notch it up. You know, they they always have a nice little excuse, too, like the the alleged bomber on the British plane flying across the Atlantic. Mm-hmm. Oh, he was going to mix some gels together. Now we have to ban all gels from, uh, from your carry-on bags. And, of course, they did that for a few weeks just to show how strong and tough they are. And then they backed down a little bit, and they said, all right, you can have gels under, is it three ounces or three Four. ounces? Under three ounces in your carry-on bag, which, of course, spawned a whole new industry of... Uh, You know, you had to throw out all your old travel stuff because they weren't small enough. So then you had to go and buy the new special TSA approved travel size toothpaste that they have. Um, But anyway, so it's it's just a little bit at a time. They just crank up the tyranny just a little bit at a time. The the frog in hot water, as Mm -hmm. they call it. And most Americans completely oblivious to what's going on. They believe what the government tells them. They believe that they're being kept safe. When, as you pointed out, Mark, they're not. The government, they botch up their own tests. They don't spot the weapons. They don't uh, spot the bomb-making materials. And uh, that's not to say that they're awful and they need to be beefed up, which, of course, would be what the TSA would say when faced with those statistics. It's to say that we just need to stop this. Just stop the insanity and turn security over to the airlines themselves. Let each individual airline decide what level of security they want for themselves. It's their assets that are on the line. It's their investors' money that's going to be taken out of the sky if a bomb goes off. So let them invest the money into whatever security protocols they want to. Problem solved. That way in, that way consumers get to pick, based on their preferences, what level of security they want. Because inevitably the airlines will have differing levels of security. As uh, that's what competition will uh, will result in. But in the meantime, until that happens, which... You know, that's not going to happen anytime soon, as long as this federal government is still going in the direction it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe Ron Paul would turn that around, because I know he wants to get rid of the Department of Homeland Security in its entirety. And uh, I think that would solve the problem. But, Real nice. You know, so we've got our fingers crossed for that. I'm not getting my hopes up. In the meantime, they'll continue to crank up the security so-called, which, is, again, is just security theater, because they're not actually keeping you safe. They just try to make it look like they are. Mm-hmm. Uh they're not keeping you safe but they are inconveniencing you and they are hassling you but again most americans they're just they're asleep at the wheel man and it, it's really frustrating isn't it it's frustrating to watch this all happen as it's like we it's know what's going on it's difficult to know on. to
1: think what one person would do against the tsa
0: you can't you can't do anything if you want to fly you have to play by their rules you are walking onto their turf yep and there's no, there's no way to get around their rules. Okay, we know you don't have to show ID, but that doesn't mean they aren't going to screen you. That doesn't mean they aren't going to uh, hassle you. It'll just make it worse for you. So as things continue to get worse, they continue to sort of train people to accept this sort of uh, this imposition on their freedom, this imposition on their travel time, this imposition on their lives. And then inevitably, they'll accept the next step. Whether that next step is a, uh, the next terrorist attack that happens, going to be a, tra- a tanker truck run into the side of a building somewhere, blows up half the building, like kind of Oklahoma City all over again. And then they'll say, oh, well, that's it. Now we're going to have to crack down in the streets. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to need the TSA. We get- they'll probably make the TSA bigger. They'll probably make the TSA so it can, uh, you know, sit in the streets, random checkpoint style. Or maybe they'll bring in the military because they did pass the Military Commissions Act. Oh, no, excuse me, the Defense Authorization Act and the Military Commissions Act together last year. Two uh, pieces of legislation that made it very easy and very possible for the government to use the military for policing purposes. Something that has been prohibited in America for uh, for over a hundred years. Prohibited. There was a reason why they said, hmm. Do we really need the military doing policing things? No, that's not really the appropriate role of the military. The military is supposed to defend from attacks, and that's what the military's role is. But that's changing now, and it's changed It's changed in the law without much attention in the press. So the law is in place. It's legal now for the president to put military troops in American streets and have them directing traffic and have them searching cars and have them doing whatever the hell he wants them to do or she wants them to do. If Hillary gets elected, whoever's in charge has this power. And it's not good. I don't care whose hands it's in. Exactly right. So, again, there's going to be a next step and there's going to be a next step after that. Look at the way government works. It gets bigger and bigger and more oppressive. Name and, name a public um, a government program for me that they've done away with. They did get done away with the uh, Spanish American uh, phone tax. Right after uh, there
1: was a huge uproar and after it was brought to people's attention. And 150 years later, right. or whatever it was.
0: <laughs> so the government doesn't get smaller. Um, I mean, we would all like that to happen, but that's not what is happening. So as long as as long as government isn't going in a smaller direction, it's safe to presume it's going to get a lot bigger. And so just just wait. It, the, the question is, what is the next step they're going to take, and how far ahead on the road to totalitarianism are they going to jump with the next step? That's really the only question. What's their excuse going to be, and what are they going to do in, uh, as a result of it? One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. If you've got a scenario, what you think might happen, what the the next step will be, you know, there are obviously some some good signs out there. Uh, they haven't run roughshod over Ed and Elaine Brown quite yet, and the internet is certainly helping things out. And Ron Paul certainly uh, generating some controversy and stirring things up a little bit. But if Ron Paul doesn't get elected in two thousand and eight, you know, you can expect more of the same. Yeah. And even if Ron Paul is elected in two thousand and eight, there's still only so much he can do one
1: well, I would think that that would uh, take a, a huge step towards getting
0: rid of a lot of... I think you're right about ...awful that. bureaucracy. And, if the, and if, the people, if the people are able to actually hear the message that Ron Paul has, and I don't agree with everything he says, he hopefully we'll have him on the show sometime soon we'll talk to him about that, but uh, generally he's a pretty pro-liberty guy, and so if people hear his message and respond to it, then that's a good sign, because it means America would be at that point finally going back in maybe a more pro-liberty direction, though unfortunately... Ron Paul getting elected doesn't mean that they'll also elect a bunch of libertarians at the same time because Ron Paul isn't running as a libertarian. Right. So all the, you know, run-of-the-mill Republicans and Democrats running around the country that are getting elected are getting elected for the same old reasons, and that is to increase the size of government, even though they say differently. So, you know, we'll keep our eyes on the situation and uh, and watch it as it develops here. And, of course, uh, take your calls at 1-800-259-9231. Coming up here, a quick question from a listener. I actually don't think we have time for it right now. But he wants to know about hunting licenses, fishing licenses, kayaking. Apparently, you have to ask the government for permission to go out, stick a line in the water, and catch a fish. And he wants to know if there's any way around there's that. A kayaking license? I don't know about that one, but he mentions it. 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. Uh, hour number three is on the way. Plus, we'll tell you about a 17-year-old who shot a carjacker. I don't know if he was packing heat or what. We'll get the details on the way. It's Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live of the program and you can take control of the airwaves toll free at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll free line for you. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com where all the features are totally free. So enjoy those on us. That is freetalklive.com. As we start things out with a story about a 17-year-old who helped his mom out a little bit when a carjacker uh, attempted to take control of a situation. What happened, Mark? Well um from let's see the, the it's it's
1: called twoadvocate.com it's strange it's anyway it's an AP story a man with a gun was trying to force a woman out of her car at a fast food drive through when the woman's 17 year old son wrestled the gun away from him and shot him wow Carl chestnut 44 of kenner is this is near la um is expected to survive wounds to his head and body and will face armed robbery charges what a once, shame yeah that he survived yep yep Based, now we are going to shoot to kill. Now we have to uh, pay to incarcerate this human piece of garbage right. for 10, 15 years. I mean,
0: it was good that the kid shot if him. Lucky. I mean, I'm glad the kid did what he did, but he should have aimed for the head.
1: Well, it's it's hard to live with, um, you know, the idea of killing a man. That's not the easiest thing.
0: Two in the with. chest, one in the head.
1: Gotcha. Armed robbery charges once he is released from East Jefferson General Hospital. Um, that's according to the uh, sheriff's office spokesperson. It would have uh, been safer to hand over the keys and let the gunman drive off," said the spokesman. Fortunato's um, the, the, Yeah, the, there you go. Just let yeah, him thanks. take your car. Fortunato said the uh, 50. Excuse me, 53. Would have been safer old, for the gunman too. Yeah, it would have. Everybody would have been better off. Just give him your car. Fortunato um, said the 53-year-old woman was in line at Arby's roast beef restaurant. Do like Arby's mm-hmm. at 1:30 a.m. Uh, when Chestnut walked up and pointed a gun at her, demanding her money and the car. When he leaned inside, aiming the gun with one hand and trying to yank her out of the uh, now, car why, with the other. Why
0: would you want to take someone in a, a drive through I don't know. I mean, normally it's not too easy to get out of a line in a drive-thru. I, I, maybe she was first in line at that point. Maybe she was waiting for her food. I guess that would be the best point uh, at which to do it. But, I mean, there's cameras around there, too. I mean, it would seem to be just Well, just you're not be, they're idea. not going slow
1: to slow down in too many places, I, I I guess uh, the corner is a good one, but then the people can see you running up. You can hide near a drive-thru. I see where you're coming from. So, um, anyway, he leaned inside, aiming the gun with one hand and trying to yank her out with the other. The 17-year-old grabbed the gun, Fortunato said. Um, he said it went Wait, off once. Wait, which side did he lean in? Does it say? It, I, I believe through the driver, but it does not say. That's the impression I got. Huh. Um, he said it went off once, but it didn't hit anyone. Once the youth got the gun, he shot Chestnut several times. Wow. Uh, Selena Rhodes, a corporate officer for Arby, said he saved his mother's life. He's a hero. Damn right. An absolute hero. I hope they gave him a free roast beef sandwich. I as hope a they did. Lee acknowledged <laughs> that the gamble succeeded, but said it was one that could have cost lives. He repeated advice. Who is this? The cop? Of course. It's always the cops. The cops are always want
0: you disarmed.
1: That's and right. They could care less if your car is missing.
0: They're not very likely to find your car in any decent shape either. No. By the way. But no. <laughs> if they find it, it
1: doesn't matter to them. It's easy for this guy to say. Oh well, you know it's okay. This is our job. Yep, we're the only ones who should have guns. You should even take them away from an attacker and shoot him with them. Yep. Lee acknowledged the gamble. You should just let him. Him.
0: You should just let him point his gun at you.
1: He repeated um, the advice was the best way to um, the advice was the best way to hold uh, to survive a holdup uh, is to cooperate. Give them the money. Give them the keys. You t- you make an insurance payment on your car and nobody gets shot. He said. Wow. If, especially the criminal. Is that the end of the story? That is the, the uh, end of the story.
0: Well, it's it's a it's a positive story. I would have loved to have seen the video footage from that one because mm-hmm. the kid must have had some sort of jujitsu move or something like that. That's that's pretty slick. The guy sticking a gun in through the window. It sounded to me like he would sticking it in through the uh, the passenger side. But then again, it wouldn't make sense for him to grab at the woman from the passenger side. And it would be seem to, be, seem, to be, seem to be kind of difficult for the kid to reach across and grab the gun if it's if it's being held up at the window level. Anyway, I think it'd be very interesting if there happened to be like an Arby's camera trained on the car to well, see exactly. It would be what interesting
1: happened. to see what happened, but I just I just thought it was interesting. Some uh, you know a, a good citizen out there got a gun from a criminal and shot him with it. Three He's times. lucky
0: they didn't charge him
1: because he is very lucky.
0: First of all, the kid's lucky that he was able to wrest the gun away from the criminal. Because if the kid had had his own gun, and if the kid had pulled his gun and shot this guy, Mm -hmm. then you can damn well bet he'd have some charges. This is Los Angeles, right? Mm -hmm. You can't have a gun in Los Angeles unless you've got a permit. And you sure as hell can't get a permit if you're 17. So um, so at least he was able to wrest the gun away from the criminal in that case. Um, because normally when, there's, normally when there's a situation like this, the cops will actually bring charges on the innocent person, some sort of assault charge or something, uh, you know, firing a weapon within city limits. They'll find something to throw at you. So he's very fortunate in, in that aspect. And, and he's also fortunate to have lived through it as well. But congratulations to him. And if they, you know, they didn't even have their own gun, but, man, this is one of the reasons why people should be able to carry weapons to protect themselves from uh, criminals like this, I remember when we were um, hanging out with my friend uh, out in Los Angeles after mm-hmm. we went to the uh, the convention out there. He told us that he could not leave the house with his guns. He had guns and he had the licenses for them, but he couldn 't leave the house with his guns. How can you have a license and still not leave the house with them? I don't understand. Well, you, I guess you can go to the range or something like that. Mm, but they have but, to be
1: unloaded and, and in right. carrying cases right. and things like that. You,
0: you can't actually have, a, as I understood it from what he said, a loaded pistol in California on your person, even mm. if you have a permit. Craziness.
1: I wonder what happens if you happen to have it and uh, you foil some robber. I wonder if they charge Charges. you. Yeah, but they they do. will charge
0: you. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. So it's just a fact that it guns It just leaves keep the cops safe. and criminals with guns, right? And the only the cops know it. and only the criminals are the only ones that have guns. Look how brazen this guy was! In fact, the the guy was so brazen he knows no one has guns in their car accessible. Because mm-hmm. if a gun is within accessible reach, then you violated the law. Right. It didn't stop this guy from having a gun. Right. He was very brazen as a result, and maybe got a little sloppy because he was so confident in himself, or maybe he was high on crack. One or the other. Whatever. Or both. Uh, All the better reason to have a gun. We're going from cars to the bus here in a moment. Uh, the story out of Portland about the 14-year-old girls. We'll get to that in moments. Uh, kissing on the bus. But first, it's Troy in Canada. You're on Free Talk Live, Troy. Hi there. What's on your mind?
5: Well, I'd like to talk about uh, poaching. You guys had mentioned uh, hunting licenses and fishing licenses. Yeah. It reminded me of a an anecdote I have. Um, I'm a farmer here in Saskatchewan, and... There's a lot of open area with a lot of deer and, and moose and antelope running mm-hmm. around, and it's, it's kind of funny um, that the you know the state controls you know who can hunt them and when they you know how many you can kill to eat and stuff right. like that, but but essentially these uh you know these deer are the are the property of the of the state.
1: Yeah, they might as well they, be.
5: Yeah, well. They control them anyway, but but they're they're running around. These, these, this property is running around on farmers' land and ranchers' land, eating their stuff. So we're we're feeding them, but we can't shoot them.
1: You can't oh, shoot a, a caribou that's uh,
0: eating your crops.
5: No, they just they just run around free and and. Um,
0: Can yeah, you shoot the, them with the, like the, buckshot, or I mean, like B, like BBs or something? Rock, rock yeah. Salt.
5: No, just they're just you know vast, vast open areas of. They just run around. Uh, right, the, you won't have a chance to even to see eat. them. Pardon me.
1: You won't even have a chance to see them to get to, to get a shot off. I mean, can, can you shoot?
5: No, I see. I can carry. The, I can carry a gun around on the tractor and, and shoot as many as I want. I just don't. But they they don't cause that. They give a problem because they're it's negligible how much they eat compared to how big the fields are, right? But, but I'm just saying that that it's just kind of funny that um, we're feeding them, but we but we can't shoot them. It's against. It's against the law unless you you can shoot one or two a year, depending on the licenses you buy. It's just ridiculous. That's all
0: I wanted to point out. Wow, mm. uh, it's it's yeah. all about control. Thank you for the call. Appreciate hearing from you. It's sad, man. There's no property rights anymore. The government owns you. They own your property. They own uh, everything. About you, they can you, they can control you on your own land. How far have we fallen? Here's the uh, email about the hunting thing. Jason writes in. I'm an avid outdoorsman who loves all sorts of activities like hunting, fishing, and kayaking. All of these activities require me to comply with state registration and licensing laws. Recently, Congress uh, enacted a law requiring outdoorsmen to now supply a social security number in order to gain the permission from the state to take part in these activities. I despise these regulations. If the land I'm using is private property, I should not need permission, but I still do. If the land I'm using is public, then in part through being a citizen of the state, I should own that property and not be restricted in using it. My first thought was to simply show my protest through civil disobedience. However, I fear if I don't comply, I'll be stopped by enforcement agents who I regularly see when I'm enjoying the outdoors Yes, and will be fined. In the past years, I would have no problem taking a stand on these types of issues, but now that I'm a husband and father of three, I have to think of how my actions might affect my family. Right. And so he's looking for some ideas as to what he can do in this case. He doesn't want to bow down and get the licenses, but how can he enjoy his outdoor activities if he doesn't? We'll look at it coming up in your calls as well. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. The SACL-CAI toll-free line for you. That's 800-259-9231, and it is Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, totally free. Uh, Those features include archives. An entire year's worth of the show right there, front page of the website, for your downloading convenience at freetalklive.com. Are you prepared for the day the dollar drops to zero? D2Z.org
1: proposes that day is near. Go to D2Z.org and learn how to survive and thrive during the U.S. dollar crisis. That's D2Z.org.
0: So we're just reading an email from Jason, who is an avid outdoorsman, likes to hunt, likes to fish, likes to kayak. And believe it or not, apparently in whatever state he lives in, apparently it's Pennsylvania, um, all of those activities require registration and licensing by the state. Kayaking. Anyway, he is, uh, he's not interested because now there's some new law that says you have to supply a social security number in order to get the license to partake in said activities. And not interested in giving up his privacy in that particular way, he doesn't want to go and get these licenses. Mm-hmm. He just wants to enjoy being an outdoorsman, drop a line in the water and catch some fish, that God sort knows. of thing. Kayak. Um, but apparently he's not allowed, and so he's looking for some sort of alternative option, something he can do. If you've got a suggestion for him, I'd like to hear it at 800 259 9231. I'm not, I don't know. I I don't think there's really anything he can do except just avoid the enforcement agents. I mean, if you see him coming, get the hell out of there. I would think you would be able to get away with the
1: kayaking without a license. It just, it's so, you seem so absurd. Um, But fishing licenses are in every single state mm-hmm. as far as the state's concerned if you're going to come here and take our fish you need to get a license whether it's a one day three day or one year license you need to have that in order to fish here
0: and apparently they check these things fairly often oh yes huh? yes i don't i don't know i don't fish i find it boring as sin but uh nonetheless. The, the funny thing is is when, when
1: when you're just like a local person mm-hmm. and you're doing some fishing i don't know what the rules are as far as uh fishing licenses go because i'm so rarely go out, but you can convince me to go fishing. Some guy could say, hey, let's go fishing today. That sounds like a good idea. And let's you go. And you would think
0: about a license? I wouldn't even consider a license. That's What's going to happen to me? Fine. You'd be fined. And if you don't pay the fine, you'll grow, you're going to a jail cell. Hmm. And so, you know, you could do civil disobedience, Jason, um, but that's just going to get you a fine eventually when the enforcers find you. I think the only real solution in this case is to move to the free state, move to uh, New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project, and make this your issue. You know, everybody's sort of got their pet issue, right? Mm-hmm. Some people it's education, the war on drugs, or whatever. Uh, hunting and fishing freedom could be your issue. And I doubt there's a kayaking license here in New Hampshire, but that's just me speculating because New Hampshire tends to be a little more free than the other states. But make that your issue. There are plenty of outdoorsmen here in New Hampshire. I'm sure that you could get on board with that because outdoor activities are pretty big here in this state. There's a lot of woods and ruralness and things like that. So I think that that could probably catch fire. And we're we're already seeing interest groups pop up. That are, they're launching websites. They're creating – the people. the activists here are creating all of these separate one-issue interest groups, and so that could be yours. And then if you wanted to do civil disobedience, this is the place to do it. There's no better place in America than New Hampshire because of the Free State Project to do civil disobedience. You'll have people that will stand behind you. You'll have people that will support you, whereas if you're in Virginia or Tennessee or wherever else you are doing these things, if you're doing civil disobedience there – you're alone. You're all by yourself, and there's no one to back you up. You're lucky if your mom's going to show up at your trial. one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. 259 9231 So that's my suggestion as we go to the phones and talk to Eric in Michigan. You're on Free Talk Live. Eric, what's on your mind? Hey, guys. Hey.
7: That, uh, last email got me thinking, how would water rights like in rivers work in a free market system? And secondly, uh, what about the commons? Like, for instance, uh, uh, salmon. Like, let's say uh, you had a free market system. Wouldn't people just, you know, overfish the salmon population and... It'd ruin the common well it's story. a great
0: question let's deal with this i'm going to deal with the second question first just uh, about fishing and and uh, consuming the fish in the in any given plot of water area of water um, companies that are looking to sell fish for a living have an interest in breeding more fish to replace the fish that they've slaughtered and, and put into a box on the the store shelf so the the market economy by its nature um, supports supports the propagation of animals that are put up for sale look at cows for instance i mean there's no shortage of no cows shortage any, of cows anytime soon so in a marketplace um the companies would have certain areas where they would raise the fish as this and this happens today i mean there are fisheries, as they call them, uh, where fish are raised and slaughtered and put in boxes and they raise more to replace them. That's how that works. Now, in regards to uh, the waterways and that sort of thing, obviously things are a little trickier here, but private property um, can solve the problem. Let people own rivers. Let them own waterways. In many cases, in some cases, you may have um, one entity owning an entire uh, river or a segment of a river, um, and if there's pollution coming downstream from somewhere upstream that's running through your part of the river, you've got to Case, you've got a. It can't uh, be too difficult to find out who's
1: doing that right. because the people um, upriver from you would want to know where the pollution's coming from unless they are the person who is doing the polluting.
0: All right. So then you just take the polluter to court and uh, you get a settlement and they, you know, they have to clean it up and stop the polluting, et cetera, et cetera, and 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 because they would have to pay restitution for damaged property. Then there's an incentive for them to not pollute in the first place because they know if they get caught, they're going to have to not just say they're sorry, but they're going to have to pay back damages. Does that make uh, does that answer your question? Do you think
7: that everything uh, must become private property in a, in a free market system, or could you have just like an area, for instance, a river that would be owned in common?
0: Well, there's how do you own something in common anyway? I mean, you mean like <laughs> a park?
7: You can have a whole community pitch in and buy it, or something like that. But then, well, again, then, the then private it's
0: privately property, owned it? by a a group of individuals. There's like no imagine, such thing imagine in community. for a second, you
1: have a a, a a you know a deed restricted community, a, a little private community where there's uh, 50 houses. Some of them sit on a lake, some of them sit off the lake. Um, but for that community, it owns that particular lake. It probably wasn't a lake ahead of time. They probably dug a big hole in the ground and then put a fountain in the middle. But whatever, that's that community's lake. Um, it would be, you know, it's the community certainly could say that anybody who's a uh, a homeowner here can fish in this lake, this hole that we've dug in the ground and uh, put a few fish in. or they And the people that aren't owners of the houses can't fish there. They can have rules that nobody's allowed to fish, whatever rules they want, so long as that group owns that lake. And that seems very viable to me.
7: Right. Makes sense to me. As to the second part of the question, though. Uh, I, I would agree that, uh, that logically it seems as if the market would want to uh, perpetuate itself by not overfishing. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, in reality, we do see a lot of areas being overfished, and you know we've seen extinctions and what have you.
0: What areas so, are you referring to, sir? Well, he's well, referring I mean, to like, wild you've animals. You've
7: certain populations of fish, like let's say on the East Coast, where uh, salmon and crab populations have gone down steadily because of overfishing.
1: Well, it's because they're owned in common, for one. Yep. Um, and that's that's the biggest problem. Companies um, those, should be able. Now, to... I'm not saying that private property is going to completely solve the the uh, you know wild animal extinction problem. There's certainly... You know, there's certain certainly some issues with uh, owning private property, but we're not doing a very good
0: job of it now. Yeah, it's but better than subjecting it to now. the tragedy of the commons. And and the thing that they're not allowed to do is they're not allowed to homestead the ocean, which they should be able to do. These companies should be able to homestead the areas that they're fishing in, mm-hmm. and therefore then they would have an incentive to uh, to to take care of what would become their private property in that particular you mean
7: case. Mean purchase like an area of the ocean?
0: They wouldn't be able to purchase it because no one owns it. They would homestead it, and they would make it. Well, let me give you an even more difficult conundrum, Ian. All right, um...
1: So you've got uh, two guys. Uh, one of them uh, owns the up half of the stream. One of them owns the down half of the stream. And on this stream, salmon come. Um, the down half of the stream, the salmon only travel through the down half of the stream in order to get to the up half of the stream where the guy owns that land. Now, obviously, he has an interest in protecting the salmon and their hatcheries and all that other stuff. The guy downstream doesn't have any hatcheries on his land. All he has to... an interest in doing is Wait. harvesting
0: all the salmon. Recap that when we come back for me. And, Eric, you got, you've got some great questions, great call. Thank you for making it. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free. 800-259-9231. The Sakel CAI toll-free line for you. Dean here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are totally free, including the wiki. Over 1,350 pages created by listeners just like you. Head over to wiki.freetalklive.com to see what that's all about. Wiki, W-I-K-I.freetalklive.com. And SACL, CAI, has a full-orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early outbilling, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL knows the way they treat your customer reflects on you. So their staff is respectful. They record every call, and they have the best equipment money can buy. So your business is handled as efficiently as possible. See their banner at freetalklive.com or call 800-544-6359. That's 1-800-544-6359 for SACL, CAI. Now, Mark, go ahead and recap your scenario we're talking. About private property versus communal property, uh, which I mean doesn't really even exist, it's only sort of in theory, um, but nonetheless, uh, we're talking about how I had said that people should be able to homestead ocean, people mm-hmm. should be able to like fishing companies. Because our last caller was concerned that, well. Even though I claim that the marketplace wants to promulgate, uh, to propagate the species that it is harvesting for Mm -hmm. products, for the purposes of turning them into products, he claims that they're still fishing them out anyway. And so I said, well, they should be able to homestead those areas of the ocean. And you came up with uh, a related scenario. Well,
1: they might as well fish out um, the oceans of the world because they don't own the property. Um, when it, Right. That, what the, that's what they're incentivized to do. They're incentivized to get as many of their products out of the ocean as possible right now. Otherwise, um, their somebody competition else is going to get it get them. first. Right. right. So if they, if they were able to homestead a piece of ocean, then they could... Cultivate that, and then take out of it the the right amount that mm. they could uh, make a profit, and have uh you know crabs or dolphins or whatever it is that they're yeah, eating uh, in the future. Yep. And this is the way that it uh you know this is the way it works on land with cows and works really good. Now we're having a problem with the ocean. Hmm. What's the difference? Well, you can't Private own a piece of o-
9: ocean property. Yep. So, now, but
0: you came up with the
1: scenario, right? There's to a scenario, a and this is by no means a softball. Um, you've got a river, and you know okay. this is how you, you see salmon jumping through the uh, the the lakes and streams. They go upstream. Upstream right? in order to find uh, the little estuaries that they were. Uh, they lay eggs. Lay eggs in, and apparently they supposedly go they back to the same, very same spot that uh, mommy and daddy salmon, uh, you know, hmm. laid the eggs. Uh, so at, very first, yes. Somehow they know. I don't, you know, whatever. Um, then again, they could just go to some other spot, and who who the hell would know? Anyway, so you've got this guy that owns, um, to make this easy, one long river. There's two people that own two portions of the river. Got it. Right? Um, the one guy owns the down portion of the river, the downstream portion. The one guy owns the upstream portion. The okay. upstream guy has every incentive in the world to uh, want salmon to continue because he, he, he owns sort of the hatcheries. Um, he wants you know salmon to continue to go back. But, of course, his salmon have to go down through the downstream guy's uh, section. Now this Do you they? they would have to. I mean he either that or you helicopter him out to the uh ocean. Well, why don't you just put up a little uh fence? Because salmon need to go out to the ocean in order to eat or breed or whatever it is that they do. Oh really? They go from uh you know, freshwater streams to ocean and then oh, back. I didn't know that. Sorry. Oh okay. <laughs> this is not not a softball, Ian. Gotcha. Um so the uh, downstream guy has every incentive in the world to because he doesn't have any um, fisheries there, he has every incentive in the world to fish out the salmon as they come through, mm-hmm. or at least he has some incentives. I guess uh, next year, if he wants salmon, then you know he shouldn't uh, fish out these salmon. Right. But For whatever reason, he could very easily want to fish all the salmon out and uh, you know take them all. Makes sense. And then uh, the guys out his uh, the guy upstream is out his salmon that uh, would be coming right. down. Yeah,
0: so it's kind of a screwy situation. Well, uh, you know, if you want to rely on nature to set up your little fishery area, then I think that's a mistake. I think it would make more sense to actually have some sort of an artificial situation set up where you've got the salmon. I don't know how it would work. Somebody must have a salmon farm out there that could answer this better than me. I'm just speculating based on what you've told me. Mm -hmm. They've got to have saltwater. Oh, I'm sure they do. They've got to have a saltwater area to move in. Uh, to live in, and they've got to have a freshwater area to lay their eggs in, right? Is that right. Correct.
1: I, okay, I, that's my understanding. So and that's then,
0: certainly just some type of salmon. So you set up a, you set up two different pools or whatever—the saltwater pool and the freshwater right. pool. Absolutely, and you let them I'm go not saying you can't you farm salmon.
1: I'm, I'm not saying you can't farm salmon. What people feel is nostalgia for the way things are currently. Yeah. Um, currently salmon aren't entirely farmed now you don't see a lot of wild cows running out there um and because right. we've managed to uh, sort of you know lock down the cattle industry but um i suppose somewhere there's some bison i don't know you know so people uh people would like a solution that it, that continues having wild salmon
0: well there'd still be wild salmon it's just that you'd have if you wanted to turn it into a business you'd have to invest and create some pools and stuff that's okay. all so there you go. one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. 259 9231 Nothing the market can't handle, Mark. Not at all. Uh, and uh, speaking of the marketplace, it, look, we're going to go to Portland, Oregon for a story that stirred up some controversy over the past couple of days. This one's happening outside of the market because it involves a uh, government bus system. In case you haven't heard, a transit agency chief has apologized, uh, I guess, Yesterday, actually, this is an AP story, to two lesbian teenagers who were kicked off a bus when a passenger complained about them kissing. TriMet General Manager said, "...removing the girls from the bus was not consistent with our policy. I want to reiterate that we welcome all riders on our system." The 64-year-old bus driver will face a disciplinary action for removing the two 14-year-old girls to a, uh, during a June 8th incident aboard the bus, TriMet officials said. But no details about the discipline were released. The driver, who's an 11-year veteran, violated several. I think that means veteran driver uh, violated several agency procedures and policies, said the officials. The girls said the driver called them "sickos" after a female passenger complained about their kiss. He then stopped the bus along the street and forced them off. Now, in a Free market situation where all buses were run on a private basis. They'd be charging money to watch girls kiss in the back. <laughs> well, there could be that kind of bus. <laughs> and then there could be a bus, like a Puritan bus, where <laughs> someone could say, hey, that's not appropriate. I don't want that on my bus. Well, it, um, get can, off my
1: bus. Yeah, yeah, you can make whatever. If it's your bus, you can make whatever rules you want. Right. Look... If you girls aren't in the back, these are 14-year-old girls. I'm not talking about 14-year-old girls. I'm talking about 18-year-old ones that are legal to kiss as far as I'm concerned. I think it's legal but
0: for 14-year-old You can, to kiss. You can.
1: I'm just saying. I don't, don't want to be misconstrued in any way, shape, or form. But you can make up your own rules on your own bus in a free market. Um, if, if you all girls need to kiss in order to get on the bus, fine. If no girls are allowed to kiss in order to, yep. um, to, to ride the bus,
0: fine. Whatever rules you want. That's your nice, bus. That's the nice thing about private property. It really is. And then all the uh, the patrons can decide which kind of bus they want because to ride right on. Because
1: all you have to do is make one sick, weird rule, maybe even um, um, make it one time arbitrarily, and you're going out of
0: business. You could choose as a passenger to ride on the Jesus bus, or you could choose to ride on the uh, goth lesbian bus, because <laughs> I've seen the pictures of these girls, and uh, one of them's kind of spooky looking. <laughs> <laughs> But the actions apparently did not warrant being removed. (laughs) Didn't warrant being removed from the bus, said the TriMet bureaucrat. A policy requires operator to call for assistance before removing any minors. And TriMet sincerely uh, sincerely apologizes to the girls and their families for the incident. Uh, The mother of one of the girls welcomed the apology. Quote, the only thing I had a problem with is they didn't really address why the driver broke those policies. He knew it was wrong. He's been a driver for 11 years. Well, obviously, uh, he probably hasn't come across that very often on the bus. I doubt it's very – I would think it's kind of rare – uh, for that sort of public display of affection to occur on a city bus. And he obviously felt very strongly about it. And inevitably, there are going to be a lot of people out there in uh, Portland that are going to say to themselves, well, I agree with the bus driver. A lot of people are going to agree with the bus driver in this particular case. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be outraged at this government bureaucracy, this uh, TriMet. They're going to be outraged that they that they um, are now uh, disciplining this bus driver. And so, once again... We're back in the situation where having this government property, having this communal property, as Eric in Michigan uh, would refer to it as, having these government programs just encourages interest groups to duke it out and fight amongst themselves. So now you might have the, you know, the Christian coalition uh, boycotting the TriMet buses as a result of the fact that they don't like the policy, and of course, inevitably the uh, goth, the goth crowd's going to be all happy us, about this. And all of us suffer. Because um,
1: when it comes to the city bus, we all have to support it. It's going to run every day, whether it runs empty or full. Thank you for that. And when somebody boycotts, it doesn't hurt the city bus. They
0: don't care. Look, most of the city buses in America run empty every day. Right. So it'll just basically be the the Christian coalition wasting their breath. Because nothing they say is going to change this. More on the way. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. show is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain. But just enough time for your call if you make it now at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. 1-800-259-9231. It is Ian here with you. And Mark, you can join us online, freetalklive.com. All the features totally free, so enjoy those on us. That again is freetalklive.com. And one of the ways you can help support the show is by going and voting for Free Talk Live. Right now, Mark, you told me we're only ahead by one vote. Well, that was uh, the last I checked. It and that was uh, tonight. You told me that tonight. So that's it's, w- if it's not one vote now, it's darn close to one vote mm. or so, it's zero. So we could really use your help at this point. Vote. dot Com. You only need to do it once a month. So if you've already done it this month, well, you're SOL. You can't do it again. But if you've yet to vote, for but us, I'm sure you have friends. Yes, uh, you've got friends. You've got family. You've got an instant messenger. You've got email. Forward this link to your friends and family, vote.freetalklive.com. It'll take them less than a minute. It makes a big difference for us because us being number one in the podcast world at podcastalley.com helps bring new listeners to the show. We get listener after listener telling us, found you on Podcast Alley, found you on Podcast Alley. So it's very valuable. Vote.freetalklive.com. Your email won't be sold. It won't be spammed. And it helps us out a lot. All right. So uh, let's see. A little bit more, I guess, about these uh, two girls, fourteen-year-old girls. They were kissing on the public bus in Portland, Oregon, recently. Uh, the bus driver didn't really take to that too kindly. He called them sickos and then stopped the bus right there on the street and forced them off. Now he's going to be disciplined by the bus uh, by the uh, bus bureaucracy because it is a government bus, as I understand it. And uh, some of the people, I guess the the gay rights organization in town there is, of course, coming to their defense. Melissa Cherniak, spokesperson for Basic Rights Oregon, says the gay rights group has been in contact with the family and that uh, they they share their concerns. They're considering a lawsuit, but are going to mull it over. They mm. have yet to actually do anything about that. The uh, less sure a lawsuit's really gonna handle the situation um it, uh, they well, it might get him some money who knows? God knows um but if this were a private bus company then you wouldn't be able to sue then you would agree when you bought the ticket you would be agreeing to a contract and in that contract they could very well specify that whatever the bus driver says goes if you don't like what the bus driver's rules are you're free to leave our bus in fact we'll even give you we'll even refund your money if you have if you haven't gone over half your trip or something like that mm-hmm. um, let's you know if the marketplace were able to decide in this particular case we'd have a nice variety to choose from presuming buses were even in demand in the first place oh, they some would people be. might even question that some people might say that well there's hardly anybody riding the buses now and depending on the area you live in and it's not economically feasible for the government to do it um, would a private bus system work in in a similar manner well, how not would it be every different si-
1: it wouldn't work for every city um Many many towns are uh, bedroom communities for larger uh, towns nearby. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can't think of any example, but for instance, uh, Tampa, New you know, Jersey
0: has, to New York City,
1: very much so. Right. Um, you know, so there's no uh, public transportation that uh, you know local public buses wouldn't really be able to service um, the customers as they would need to. Some towns it would be great for, sometimes it wouldn't work for, and uh, we've sort of had. Like, buses have been controlled for so long by municipal organizations yeah. that we've ruined the setup of our towns based on uh, people not wanting to use municipal transportation. Really? Yeah, well, look at New York City. Uh, people don't even use cars there. It's crazy ostentatious to use a car in Manhattan. Okay. Because it's sort of a, it's a pre-car city, whereas if you look at Vegas, you can't get around Vegas without a car. Hmm. You know, that's a post-car city, and municipal transportation hasn't really been the player in this that it should have been because, well, have, um, municipalities have owned it. And they've ruined it.
0: Right. Government screws everything. Uh, everything that, that they have, yeah. one eight hundred two 259 Let's see here. Mark, you've got a story about, and this is actually a little graphic, so we have to be clinical about this. It's about seal phalluses. Being sold, apparently on the black market, Yes. Right?
1: Um, an Alaskan man has pleaded guilty to uh, selling more than one, that 100 fur seal um, usics, or penises, um, to a local gift shop that intended <laughs> to uh, sell the items as... Uh, d- d- tourist attractions? Tourist trap? Tra- Come on. What are, what are you possibly going to do with an usic? Uh, I don't know. Something sexual? What are you... Aphrodisiac. Every time. Every you time, i I'm, I'm suspecting that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> they don't they don't go uh, into it deeply. I would never th- have guessed that. By the way, I <laughs> had no idea. Every time it's uh, they they use some animal's uh, uh, member. It's, it's wow. Just about Michael Richard, and and the thing is, is these um, legends have developed essentially by themselves um, autonomously. So you know, you get tiger phalluses, rhino phalluses, every every um thing out there. I think it's rhino powdered rhino horns.
0: Actually. I'm so upset. I don't have a seal sound effect. <laughs> All I've got some turkey. That's not a seal. There, no. it
2: sounded just like one. It's
0: close. <laughs> You're <laughs> correct.
1: Michael Richard Zarkoff and um, Alouette, So he's an Indian and former tribe, tribal president from the Bering Sea village of Saint Paul pled guilty this week to one count of violating the Marine Mammal Protection Act.
0: Oh, he didn't get a count per penis.
1: Apparently not. Lucky man. Federal law prohibits the sale of any raw marine mammal parts unless they've been crafted into pieces of Alaskan native artwork.
0: Oh well he should have he should have known better. Now that he knows the rules, he can go out and like You know, uh, I don't know what native artwork is like, but get a canvas and just attach a piece very lightly to it, Mm -hmm. label it uh, seal penis number one, Mm -hmm. print number one, and sign it. You know, that way it looks like it's a piece of art. Then just you know, increase the cost a little and sell. Maybe that's not
1: how they define Alaskan native artwork. I don't know. In Zarkov's case, I'm just trying to help the guy out. The former tribal leader sold the raw seal penises to a gift shop catering to customers from Asia. The shop then sold the items for about a hundred dollars each, according to the Justice Department. Assistant U.S. $100 attorney. hundred mm-hmm.
0: dollars for a seal penis? Seriously? A hundred dollars. It's not like you run across these things every day. That's I guess a, not. A low supply. That really has got to be a good. Can you can you cut it up and just take a bite of it for, I, for the aphrodisiac quality? I'm not a
1: hundred percent sure whether you don't just hang it around your neck. I don't know. Or do you, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? i I'm not. I don't know. Okay. And I also have, uh, the guy's facing a one-year prison term and a $20,000 fine. I got an interesting uh, what would happen in a libertarian world question that I think... About uh, seal penises? No, not about seal penises. I want to change this to You don't to want to talk about
0: seal penises? We've got three minutes, and I've got
1: this question, and I think you should
0: address it. All right, fine. If anybody knows anything about how you actually utilize the seal penis for the aphrodisiac effects, I'm curious. Please don't call. I'm curious. Please don't. Email okay. if you must, if you can't call.
1: Go ahead with your... All right. What happens to uh, basically the way we see it is if there's no one harmed in a crime, then no crime has been committed, correct? Correct. No victim, no crime. And when it comes to a murder, essentially you're talking about uh, the victim's family, right? The victim's family and the business that the person worked for. Lots of people are harmed by someone being murdered. Yes. What would happen to, say, a uh, woman who kills her child immediately after childbirth? In a free market situation, yeah, this is it, it, this is an interesting one. I uh, I I don't have an answer. Otherwise, I would just type back whatever my canned answer was. But I don't have an answer for this one. Does she Who's have a husband here? Does she have a, uh, a father? Is there a father in the picture? It's likely there's a father somewhere. But uh, if well, if daddy's around, then he's got well, a case. Let's 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 say let's let's take it one step farther. This is the kind of girl that uh, leaves her baby in a dumpster and it dies that way. Yeah. Um. In this case, is she guilty of murder? Because um, mm. if she would have been done, uh, you know, if, if the abortion freaks out there um, would have their way, if she'd have done it a day before, she wouldn't be guilty of anything, right? Mm. Um, so, I, I'm really stuck you on have this. To jump particular... throw
0: this at me in the last so three minutes is, of the show. There
1: is a father out there. He likely doesn't know or care that the child uh, it is ex- is in existence. Okay. Um, the only, I mean, there's grandparents. Yeah, the uh, society is certainly damaged in in this particular one, but I don't really believe that society is allowed to sue when it comes to the state right um, bringing charges. I think that's generally wrong. Um, I'm really stuck on this one. If uh, if anybody can help me with this I, particular like, email,
0: you know, I'd like to hear from somebody who, like maybe Gene, the Christian anarchist, somebody who is uh, definitely not in favor of abortion. And what their idea would be in regards to how the how the marketplace would handle a situation like that, because my natural response is, well, if there's nobody to hold her responsible or no one to uh, to bring her up on charges, what can you do? And
1: my natural response is, oh, my God, she killed a living human being. And she needs to go to prison. Maybe a prison for uh, a special prison for crazy baby-killing moms. Right. But at the very least, she knows she needs to go to prison. But who is she going to make, um, you know, reparations to?
0: Yeah, she wouldn't be able to make reparations to anyone but the father, I wouldn't think. Because no one else at that point had, had been well, able to... Well, the
1: grandparents to... are definitely harmed in this. Their grandchild has been killed.
0: That's if they even knew the girl was pregnant. That's true. And it's I mean, what about what about the teenage girl, the sixteen-year-old that's been knocked up, has managed to hide it from her parents, and uh, she's, she's a runaway, right? Um, whatever. Uh, what, and that's this is all presuming we even find out. Oh, I mean, that's, that's absolutely know? true. Uh, man, that's a, that's a tricky one, Mark. And we're gonna have to leave it there. I don't have a good answer. I would say that maybe in different areas. Uh, different areas of certain private property, private property owners could put could create rules that might affect that. But I'm really interested in what our listeners think on that one. Yeah, I mostly uh,
1: just feel sorry
0: for anybody in that. We're back time. tomorrow night online. In the meantime, freetalklive. dot com.